You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our weekly coverage of Survivor Game Changers. We're into the very pointy end of the season. We've basically got a month to go. Can you believe we're at this point already? This is. I'm going to say technically episode 10, even though it's sort of, I think, like episode 7 or 8. I mean, we've had a few of those double episodes in there, but I'm classifying it as episode 10. Another exciting week of Survivor to chat about. And before I introduce our very special guest this week, I've got to start off by saying that my name is Ben, and I'm feeling like I'm in the driver's seat this week. Just thought I'd point that out. But maybe our guest will take over because she's actually played the game and probably... (laughs) Might uh, might want to kick me out of the driver's seat. I don't really know. Uh, she competed. You know, I like to be in control, Ben. Yes. Well, this is what I'm. I like control. I'm trying to kind of just step away from that to think that you might want to take <laughs> this driver's seat. Uh, from Australian Survivor season three, season one, whatever you want to classify it as. It's Phoebe Timmons. Phoebe, welcome to the Oz Network. Uh. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. How exciting. It's a pleasure to have you on here because uh, I'm finding it very exciting to to chat to you Australian Survivor people because I'm so used to hearing an American accent on the other end of this uh, line that uh, you're now the fourth one. The fourth. I'm, what, a sixth through the cast. So I'm slowly getting there. (laughs) Um, I'm only upset that you didn't pick me first, but that's okay. I'm joking. Beggars Um, can't be choosers, Phoebe. Uh Oh, oh, I see how it is. But, you know, I I feel like an American accent would be so much more exotic. True. That's true. And exciting. Do you want to give it a try? You can totally try it if you want to. Um, okay. Oh, what do I say? Now the pressure's on. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Howdy, y'all. We're doing Uh, this podcast and I've got a wine in my hand and it's really fun to talk about Survivor. Wow. Whereabouts in America are you from? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so I'm from California, but I actually grew up on the East Coast. Fantastic. Fantastic. Neither of those things are true. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, look, we Obviously, can, we can continue no, to didn't. fake this resume throughout the whole episode. I mean, my name's not really Ben. Um, I'm George. <laughs> and this isn't really Phoebe. This is um, Nikita. <laughs> We're both imposters. Uh, <laughs> it's like Survivor. Everyone's lying to everyone. <laughs> It's We're even lying to the audience. You can't trust anyone. Exactly. No one can see us. They can only hear us. You know, they don't know what's going on right now. I can see right you. Now. You can. I can see you too. But hey, they don't have to know that at home. Um, but what are you wearing, Ben? Hey, that's a very personal question, Phoebe. Um, <laughs> we know what each other's wearing and we, we said we weren't going to discuss this, all right? Okay. Naked podcasts are fun, all right? People need to understand that. <laughs> anyway, Survivor. Um, <laughs> This you is, said we had a I won't tell if you don't tell policy. You lied to me. I'm a liar. This is why I'm good at Survivor, and that's why they don't put me on, because <laughs> they know I'll be too good. This is obviously why I'm not good at Survivor. <laughs> you, I don't lie. I'm so honest all the time, and I believe honest. in mateship. Yep, exactly. And loyalty. Exactly. And never lying to anyone, because that's hurtful. You need to put the American accent on, get used to it, and then <laughs> just keep it going. And you can practice that lying ability, <laughs> and it will take off for all stars. You will do very well. That's okay. I think I'm a pretty good liar. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, look, we can we can find out throughout this episode. <laughs> this might be the I most... I just lied about that. You did. I lied about that. But I believed and you. you believed but me. I did. This is the so, thing. Am I gullible go. now or am I a good actor that you think I believed you, whereas I didn't this really... This is like Inception. I know. Inception What's going on right now? Podcast. Who are you again? Does anyone... Survivor? What is going... 
I have no idea. What, is, what I'm also unsure about is whether or not my friend is going to bring me cookies because she said they'd be ready in 20 minutes and it's been a solid I want cookies. 17 Why minutes. do you get cookies? I know. Cause she's, and she's baking them and they are, she's like an amazing baker. This is this has taken a different turn. I want to talk about Survivor, but now I'm kind of more yes. intrigued about these cookies. Um, she makes amazing cupcakes as well. Wow. So, yes. again, why, where's my invite? I mean, you're only in Melbourne. It's an hour flight. I can get to the airport pretty quickly. I'm sure it's not that far. Um. <laughs> I think it would save time if we just put the cookies in, like, one of those esky box things and then you, like, sent it. True. That's very true. Because, yeah. Mm. Uh, they wouldn't be as nice out of the oven, but I'm sure. Yeah, but you don't want to leave your chair. You just want the cookies to be brought to you. Yeah, that's very true. I, I, I kind of feel like I need friends who make me cookies, um, but... Well, they're not for me. I just demanded one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can't lie, but you're good at ordering people around. Going back to our comment about the driver's seat, you like to be in control. So, <laughs> I, I don't. I'm. I. I mean, sometimes, but like, it's all contextual. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with also not being in control. I don't want everyone out there thinking I'm some kind of weirdo control freak. <laughs> I'm actually not, and I'm pretty damn chilled. Cool. Just, <laughs> just ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> Are you pretty chilled, Phoebe? Um, yes. I mean, I've been chatting to you for an hour. <laughs> Can we like- just? Yeah, we should really point that out. Like, we're what five minutes into this episode, and you're probably thinking, like, "Wow, these two seem cozy." It's like, well, we have been chatting for about an hour before I've even bothered to press record. So, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that. that's how you get naked in these things. It just happens. You start talking about cookies and Survivor, and it's yeah. like, where do the clothes go? Who cares? Things escalate for me like this all the time. Exactly. I meet someone, an hour later I'm naked. It's look, it's it's, very, it's, it's, it's the Australian way. You know. This is this is the thing. I yeah. couldn't do this with an American because you know yeah. there's certain They've barriers. Got boundaries, exactly. But Australians, and it's filters. like, g'day, how are you? Oh, your clothes are off. Whatever. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, let's be direct about this. Why not? Totally. Exactly. I know. Exactly. I know. So uh, speaking I'm about with direct, you. I'm with you. Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Survivor. We should, probably. That's, I think, what we're here for. Um, just a general question. We like to kind of sort of get a vibe in terms of the season in general. Are, are you enjoying Survivor Game Changers, Phoebe? I mean, kind of what's your vibe as we, we are getting to that pointy end of the season? I Yeah, of course. I enjoy every Survivor season. Um, so, yeah, loving it. I feel like I'm. Uh, there's a few players I'm disappointed that we lost already or lost earlier than I would have liked, um, you know, so... Um, but I, I mean, that was, that was bound to happen. That was always going to be the way. So, um, in some cases I feel like it's great to see players, um, you know, doing really well and, and some, in some cases unexpectedly. And then in other cases it's like, oh, I, I really would have loved to have seen them, you know, the longevity of their, their, their game was kind of cut short. That's sort of sucks, but it was still nice to see their character again, even if it was just a short I, I have yeah. to, I guess, ask the question then, and I might get an obvious answer for an obvious question. I don't know. But who were some of these ones that maybe we've lost that you particularly were very fond of and perhaps you were disappointed that they're no longer in the game at the moment? Tony. Tony. I've heard this. <laughs> I, this is a thing that I, I did hear from a few whispers that you were a big Tony fan, and this got me excited because I'm a huge Tony fan too. So Tony's my idol, and I need him to come back. <laughs> But also, I mean, other players as well. Like, I'm, I'm sad that Sandra's gone now as well. I mean, she was amazing. So, like, from what we saw in the season, I wasn't, I wasn't really warming to her at first. I thought there was like a little bit um, too much being said um, 
around. I don't know. I just she was. A, I felt she was a little bit too cocky, which I I don't know. I don't I don't love that. But then you know she totally won me over, and I was gutted, absolutely gutted when she when she left as well. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, who else? I like. I know people may not agree with this one, but I actually was really sad to see Aussie leave last week. Right. Um, Malcolm, like, Malcolm, <laughs> come on. We needed so much more of Malcolm. I just, it's true you said his name. I was kind of like, that's right, Malcolm was on this season, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, like, there's been some amazing, like, big players who I feel like we didn't get to see enough of them. But then if they were gone, then we'd, you know, not have some of these other amazing players that are left in the game. So it's lose-lose. I think I feel like I'm losing every week because every week someone leaves. I'm like, no. Well, it's, it's kind of the thing, isn't it, with a full All-Star season that you're always going to have this. And um, this cast, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about how I, I would almost argue this could be the most complete full All-Stars cast we've had out of the four full All-Star seasons just because even and I put this lightly, the, quote, dud players are still entertaining that you want them around. It's kind of, you know, you don't really have many players this season, I find, that you are so, like, I'll get rid of them. They're shit. Um, so mm. it's 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 been a season like that, and it's kind of, yeah, even jokingly saying, like, forget Malcolm was on this season, but it's that's what how good this season, I guess, in terms of the cast has been, is that such big names have gone, but we've still got plenty there to keep us entertained at the moment, don't we, that it's kind of as sad as it is to see someone like Malcolm's gone. It's not leaving a gaping hole. What about hole. JT? I just JT, thought about JT. Yeah. yeah. JT. So this is what I mean. So, like, I'm loving the season, but I'm, like, Every week, a little bit gutted. So, like, I've just mentioned names there, you know. Tony, Malcolm, uh, JT, Sandra, Ozzy. Like, we've lost all of them, and I'm devastated. Every time, like, I lose one of these players that I love, I'm like, no. <laughs> so, um, you're stuck so, now, basically, with people yeah. you don't love. Is that what you're trying to say, Phoebe? Or <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth, Ben. I'm trying um, not to. Absolutely not. I, I'm, I think... It's, I, I think that I, I was actually really happy with the entire cast. I never even thought, oh, that player's a dud player. Or, I, I never felt that way really about anybody. So I'm, yeah, I, you know, I'm excited to see, like, what everyone left is, is about to do. Even this week, losing Debbie, like, she's such a character. She's so entertaining and such good value that it's a shame. And when she's done everything now, I mean, who, who are we going to have on the show who's basically telling us that she's a pilot and a bikini model and a, I don't know, a chef? Um, you know, she's in the MacGyver of no Survivor. Doubt. Absolutely, and I have no doubt that she's good at all of those things. <laughs> well, it's kind of like if you if you go to plane and she's flying it. Skill, right? Like, there's got to be a skill that she like. You know, she owns, and that that is her her ultimate skill. You, this, but what is it though? I want to find out what that is because she's got so many. Like. We need to get to the bottom of that, I feel. Like, what Someone is Someone needs to ask skill? her, what, like, what is your... Isn't isn't she a chemist or something? Oh, last a week scientist? she was. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. She was she was a water... She got into trouble for doing something with water pipes or something for a while there. Right. Um, right. But I mean, she confuses me because, like, I see... Debbie, you know, she's she has all these interesting things to say. And then there's other times where you're like, oh, she's you know, a little bit eccentric and mm-hmm. what's going on there. And then other moments you get these confessionals from her, which are just brilliant and so insightful and aware and self-aware that you're like, yes, Debbie. Yeah. Go, Debbie. And she so, surprises and then other moments you where with you're kind of like, oh, Debbie, no, you're off there. Like, it's just, she's she's so, um, 
you know, one minute you can you can feel really assured in that she knows exactly where she's at, exactly where the game's at, and she's narrating the story and giving you everything that, you know, that you're seeing as well. And then other moments you're like, oh, Debbie, no, 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 no. So it's just, it's really, she's such an interesting character. And it was, in, it was I mean, the case in point I feel with that is last week in terms of her taking Ozzy out. And it kind of, it felt that she hadn't really... I guess this time around compared to Ko Rong really planted herself in this game because a lot of her edit kind of was around her versus Brad, wasn't it? And then kind of Cochrane comes in and gives his wordly advice and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's take Ozzy out. And then it's like, whoa, Debbie, holy shit, you go, girl. And now this week it was kind of, it seemed like we were going back for that again, but then all of a sudden it's like, no, just kidding, bye, Debbie. <laughs> I don't understand why they picked Debbie and I don't know why she was gunning for Ozzy either. I want to, like, preface everything I say with, I'm a big Debbie fan. Like, I actually love her. We all so are. I, 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 I'm, I'm yeah, I love, I love Debbie. I'm a Debbie fan, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I would happily see Debbie play again and again. I think she's great, great value. Um, I don't I don't know, though. Like, like, I, I mean, like I said earlier, sometimes you get these, you know, I, I love her because she's so on the mark, and sometimes I love her because she's so off the mark. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating kind of, I guess, um, sort of looking at, them targeting Debbie because obviously you know we've got these you know the, the the alliance of six that were kind of set in stone but then you've kind of got Sarah who's kind of there like you know let's fluctuate and we'll obviously discuss this but it's kind of do you think a lot of this came off the back of the fact that it was Debbie's idea to get rid of Aussie that all of a sudden she's being perceived as that threat because it's like well she came up with that idea let's take her out or is really she wasn't the key one they should have been targeting this week I don't know. I mean, I, I was. I, it's it's so difficult because I think, may you know, the, the gameplay, the level is so high, and there's so many different dynamics now because there's been so many tribe swaps. It's it's actually, I think, as an audience and someone I, like myself this season, I've got to admit, I'm actually not watching it too closely or too analytically. I'm just trying to enjoy it for what it is, and um, you know, I occasionally will engage in you know some chat about the episodes or what have you, but I don't. I'm not you know, watching it really, really closely. So for someone who's watching it in a more casual way, it is a little bit tricky to catch up with, um, not so much now because it's a bit clearer, but particularly around that merge episode, knowing where the alliances stood and who was with who and who wasn't because I I found it hard to keep up with who had cross paths with who um, in tribe swaps and what have you and also um, even just um, taking into account other games and pre-games and all that kind of stuff, just trying to work out who's, you know, where, where, where things were at. But then in this episode, you've got what is clearly or seemingly an identifiable strong six when in actuality there is no strong six um, because Sarah perceives herself to be on the bottom and has decided to change paths. I think, you know, in coming up with the new six, I don't really know why they chose Debbie. I mean, I don't know if we really get a lot of that in the edit, why they chose Debbie. Yeah, I'm thinking that too, because I, I completely agree with you in terms of come the merge, it was sort of up in the air a little bit. And it's really, this this six is sort of only, I feel, established in this, maybe even this episode. We got touches of it last episode, but... Well, they always had the Brad, Sierra, Brad, Sierra, Ty, and Debbie. The four of them yeah. had been together a long time. So that part was clear. Um, Troy coming back, 
and then Sarah, I guess. Well, the comment um, that threw me off this episode was uh, the the reward challenge when Brad mentioned about look, we've got to keep us separate. And when he said about, I think he was what, Troyzan and Sarah have to stay back. They've got to, you know, I can't bring them with me. I've got to keep them separate. And it's, yeah, I, I didn't really get a huge vibe for a while there that Brad, Troy and Sarah were a thing. We got touches of them working individually, yeah, but that just kind of yeah. seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, I wondered where that, uh, and that's the thing, like, again, I'm, I haven't been watching it too closely, so I, I was I was unsure how that came about. Were they on the set? Did they swap? Were they together? How did that happen? I don't... There's... Yeah, this is kind of, um, you know, looking at... I should of, probably look that up. No, I no, know. look, I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking at it right here in terms of the... Because, I mean, again, I'm, I'm exactly the same with you. It's kind of like it kind of comes in and out. So, yeah, Brad was uh, with Troy on third mana, the third version of that. Um, and Troy and Sarah were together... Uh, only with to the green tribe. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, uh, Phoebe. I'm terrible at pronouncing Tavua or whatever it was. So that was kind of yeah. their only connection. So that all three of them weren't on a tribe together until the merge. Um, so yeah, so that's really interesting how that's come about. And maybe it's because the factions has just kind of split that way, and yeah. then you know it seemed to make sense for her, them to go with the majority at that prior vote, and that then was. Well, it's an interesting point with that too, and I think kind of that that's actually then I think high props to the edit of this season because I think Survivor's definitely fallen in a trap of recent seasons where maybe around this point there's a a clear winner's edit or a clear, I guess, um, group of people you know it's going to come. And I feel this season it's been kept open for quite some time and maybe that's down to the cast and the characters that they're having to spread it around a lot more, but... I mean, I would even argue now there's no clear winner's edit. There's probably a group of a few you would argue would you'd have a winner's edit from, but it's. Mm. I think it's been done very well this season, and it's something I haven't really discussed, I think, on these episodes, but it's been kept open. It's keeping us guessing as an audience, which hasn't been done in a while, I feel. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've been... I feel like Brad's getting the winner's edit, and I've felt like that for a long time, um, but... You know, I don't trust them to like not kind of lead us down a path again. To I, like, they know the super fan community so well now as well. So maybe they're like overtly giving him this winner's edit in the full, you know, awareness that people will then think that Brad is going to be the winner and then he's not. Like, you just, I don't know. Even like, you know, last season the edit was so ambiguous about who was going to win, and you know, um, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know. Yeah, who I don't know. Like even Adam's edit, like it wasn't a clear winner's edit compared to other winners' edits we've seen. So like, who who really knows? Do you, like, do you find really now having played? I mean, this is a question I, I generally like to ask a lot of people. But I guess from an Australian perspective, being a fan, finally getting to play the game, and then now being able to watch this with different spectacles, I guess, are you finding that? you can read into that more so, even though, as you just said, you're obviously watching it more of a, I guess, a casual perspective than usual. But is that something that you find you've got like hidden powers now that you can kind of analyze this a bit better that you've played? (laughs) Hidden powers. Um... Well, I mean, that's the best way I can put that, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I have all the power. I bet, yes. Um, (laughs) No, I'm going to say I genuinely have like, I think... I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of trying to go back to just watching as a... I'm sorry. I'm, like, losing my whole camera here. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. And are we stable? Wait. We're stable. Wait, I'm wait. literally having a lovely little ride right now with Phoebe as she's kind of, like, just taking Ooh. me 
I don't know what Ooh, she's doing, but go. I'm I'm enjoying the the bumps and <laughs> the you know, audio of this is going to be so weird. People are like, what the this fuck is, is going on right now? Just talk about <laughs> the damn show. <laughs> Sorry, guys, my iPad dropped, and I nothing to do with the red wine I've been drinking. Um, so yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. Where were we? Um, I oh yeah, secret powers. Oh, secret I have powers. a lot of secret powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I think I. I would say, like, I genuinely just try to watch it as a viewer because I just want to go back to loving Survivor and watching it as a fan and a viewer. I, do, I know that sounds really strange. Um, I, you know, I just – I've watched Survivor forever. I grew up watching it. I've loved it. And, you know, I like I, I said to you earlier, Ben, like, I used to – Saturday mornings, I literally looked forward to my Saturday morning where I would wake up. It's the weekend, even in London, you know, and I would – like have my coffee and watch Survivor and get really excited and I just loved watching it just as a viewer and that's it. So I'm trying to kind of go back to that a little bit. Um, and then that's so stupid I don't podcast keeps try- asking you on to make you talk about it. Like, God, I just want to be a fan. I lo- <laughs> well, I love chatting about it because in the past I never had anyone to talk to about it and I would be this weird person and my friends would be like, baby, just shut the fuck up. Like no one cares about Survivor. It's very weird. Just Is that stop still it. on? <laughs> yeah what is wrong with you can you please get a life um no offense to any other fans out there this is what people said to me so um so it actually is amazing to have people to chat to about survivor but like in terms of paying attention to the edit and all that sort of thing i mean i don't know i don't i I've... i don't i'm not i'm not overly conscious of it i just feel like brad's edit has been particularly strong i find I, it... I don't like to watch like that i like to just enjoy it well i find it's kind of interesting having done this show for so long that i kind of feel that people expect me to be able to read things a lot better than i should but i'm i'm literally the same as you like i'll be watching this going oh cool and be completely naive and then someone like fucking uh, i don't know michaela will win this season and, of course, all the other right. podcasts have been talking about how amazing she's been playing and she'll win. And this is literally our show going, oh, yeah, I like Brad. <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel. Well, it's come from my side yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. And, and I, if I think back to the season that I played in, like, was the edit reflective of the game? I'm going to say, honestly, from my own edit, yes. And um, for my own experiences and the way I was seeing things at the camps I was at and whatever else. Yeah. It was pretty like, you know, you'd never get all of it, obviously, but you'd get some highlights. Um, and there were other highlights they could have chosen in place of what they did show, whatever else. But like, yeah, I think it was, it wasn't too, like it was pretty on the money. Um, so like they are accurate. I, I think some people get, yeah, more edit or a kind of edit than others and you not necessarily expect that. Like, um, like for example, Elle deserved a lot more edit and airtime than I think she got. Not deserved, deserves the wrong word, but, um, you know, I was surprised we didn't see more of her and her gameplay. It's it's interesting kind of, I guess, because when you're can, doing that, come- isn't it? That you, you kind of, you're, you're seeing that. I mean, as, as you were kind of saying, you know everything that's kind of happening out there. And I guess you would build that up in your head, wouldn't you, in a way of like, oh, I assume they're going to show them like this, they're going to show them like that. And then you get back and watch it and you're like, well, okay, that's maybe not how I thought they were going to go with that person. Yeah, I mean, I never, I'm not, uh, I actually didn't really have any surprises watching our se- season. I didn't, there was never anything that I saw where I was like, oh, that really surprises me or, 
uh, I was shocked by that or whatever. I think for the most part what I saw and what I then saw on TV was pretty aligned. So I was very interested to see what it would be like because you don't know. You have no idea what people are saying in the confessionals. You have no idea am I seeing everything the right way and like part of you was kind of like, oh, was I calling it right? Like was I seeing it right? And then you do watch it back and it's really reassuring to know, oh, I, I was. So that's nice. Um, the exception being Andy. I didn't know Andy's sort of confessionals would be the way that they were. Um, <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> it was so fun. I love I, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so I think Andy was probably the only real surprise for me. But um, that makes sense. He was it's just because he was playing well. Um, so it wasn't like detectable out there. My favorite thing about um, um, his was, uh, I mean, the, literally when we were still doing Survivor Oz and the one episode we did before we went off air was the preview episode of you, you guys as a cast. And I got excited because, as I mentioned to you off air, my favorite player is Brian Hardick. And Andrew, yeah. he, he dropped the line in one of his promos where he said, this is a business trip. And I remember yeah. saying, like, oh, my God, if he's playing like Hardick, he's the greatest thing ever. And I think we exchanged messages briefly after we went off the air just before your season started. And he said to me, he's like, yep, I said that line purely thinking of Hardick. So I'm like, you are the best. Uh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Andy definitely is like one of you know a next level fan but the kind of fan i was talking to about before where um you know i've always considered myself a very big fan i watch it i read people's exit interviews i analyze it i try and talk to it about people i pester people to talk to me about it i think that constitutes being a pretty big fan i've seen i would say 90 percent of the seasons and some more than once but that i don't know facts and figures and i certainly couldn't like quote players the way that well there goes that surprise trivia can. that i was gonna pull out there phoebe that you oh, thought God, i wasn't gonna please do please don't do that uh, <laughs> oh i'm so bad at survivor trivia that's that's the hidden joys of again multiple you should screens. have yeah you should have asked andy about the trivia craig's actually really good as well craig's craig's and i think yeah same level well, the one with, with matt like what did matt say last week he he got um i can't remember we were talking I about i don't know he's not a super fan i never well, really well, saw we him brought in the something same up as... and because we mentioned about how we've got you know we're planning on having nick on as i was saying about off air as well and matt basically challenged me to get I, I can't even remember what the figure was he said get nick to he'll find that out and he will tell you that on air um it might have been like about most challenges or something one in total because you guys have played you know, more game, more days than obviously the average American season. So I guess it like added it up, accumulative. I don't know. I'll have to, I, I look, I don't listen to the episodes. I record these. I pretend it never happened. I put it on air. Other people download it. So, you know, so people who listened last yeah. week, what did Matt and I talk about? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's interesting kind of, um, you know, the, the fans who, and look, again, this is nothing against the fans who know everything because I, I envy you guys. But I, d- I actually am judging all of you. Oh, well, Phoebe is, but I'm not because, you know, I'm a suck-up, as people know. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> no, not at all. I'm only kidding. I'm just saying, like, I thought I was a fan yeah. until yeah. I met this this next-level type of fan where I was like, oh, I'm not a fan compared to these guys. And it's interesting the categorization I find of Survivor fans because – there's only two levels of fans in fans' eyes. It's super fan and casual fan. And I know, and I think there is another there layer. There definitely is another layer. You know? Absolutely. I, I, well, unless I am just a super fan, but not a good one. But it's it's kind of, it's it's interesting am because... Am I a super fan? 
I look, you you would. I mean, you're you're a much bigger fan than a lot of people are. So in that, in if you're analysing it, you are a super fan. But then there are that level of super fan who are kind of the super fans of the super fans who can sit here right now. And if I said on day seventeen of Token Chains, what happened? They would right, tell me every yeah. last detail. Um, yeah, exactly. Like if I spent there's people, it's particular people that I spend time right? like that I just, I can't keep up with them because they know facts and statistics and all sorts of, like, they know tribe names of tribes that were in seasons from 10 seasons ago. And you're kind of like, how do you remember that? That's that's crazy. I used to think I was pretty cool knowing the winners from each season. Now that's just kind of nothing special amongst the Survivor community because that's expected. <laughs> that's what I mean. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's competitive out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel pressure. <laughs> that's why I'm actually never going to call myself a super fan because there's too much pressure. Well, you can, officially, you can just simply st- say former player. I can simply use the label <gasps> oh, of podcast I'm go host, with that. Yeah. and like we don't have yeah, to label right. ourselves as fans. We can just have our separate labels, so we can kind of get away with it. I feel, but um, <laughs> it's funny because I would always identify as a fan first and a player second. Right? Um, isn't that weird? Well, that, well, that's that's I like so that. I've that's been a, a fan good way for so. It. Yeah, and that's you know I've been a fan for so long, and like I've loved it since I was a little little kid. So like I've and I've been you know for my like. God, half my life I've been a fan. So this is this is the know. thing that I this is what I've always kind of been looking forward to chatting to people from Australian Survivor about this is because I guess having done this show for so long and you know such a I guess connection with the Americans and the American audience, it's kind of for them it's second nature. Any American can just apply to be on Survivor because that's what Survivor generally is the American version. Whereas for us plucky little you know Australians down here, we kind of just have to watch and dream. So when this came about last year. I don't know of how big a deal the Americans understand this was for Australian Survivor fans, because as you're just explaining, someone who's grown up on oh, it and watched they'd it. they have to know. Like, I mean, for they'd you... They have to know. I have to find out. This is the most basic question that I feel completely overqualified to ask it, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I don't give a shit, because I need you to make me understand what I'll feel like when I get cast one day. When There's you... a lot of preamble going on to this question. I, mean, I, know, I really right. want you to get it I know, out. right. This is where I've got to be careful, because I know you, you're I'm a lawyer. It's kind of like, you know, it. just... Stop, you know, I'm not trying to get into trouble. But when it comes to that phone call, you get that phone call. Congratulations, oh. Phoebe. This is Channel 10. <laughs> you are 100% on Survivor. Oh, my what, God. What, what yeah. happens right at that point? Oh, my God. Well, you're like, oh, you're dreaming about it anyway, like for so long because what well, forever and you're dreaming that you'll eventually be able to play. I mean, I remember I like – I <laughs> looked up how to apply for a survivor in America and, you know, realized really quickly. I think we've like, all done that. Yep. <laughs> never going to happen. I would like, I remember making Facebook statuses years ago saying like, any of my American friends out there want to marry me just so I can, you know, go and play survivor. I will literally give you the winnings. I just want to play. Um, so I, it's been a dream for me for so long. And I think um, then when you're going through the casting process, you know, they never really give it away that you're on. And so you're always up to the next stage or you're up, you know, you're, we're progressing you to the next stage. We're just going to send you to do this now. And so, but they're very measured in not letting you know. And I don't know how many people progress through each stage, um, you know, how close you are at any particular point in time. And they don't let on how close you are at any particular point in time. And even up to the point even get that call like there could be more casting stages you really don't know and um i actually happened to be home for a holiday at the time so 
Um, I'd been home for a couple of weeks and I was due to fly back to the UK two or three days later because I was living there at the time. Oh, not two or three days later. um, Oh, maybe it was four days. It was very – I don't even know. It was a couple of days. I was due to fly home and I hadn't heard yet. And um, I eventually got the call and I was up on the Central Coast with – my um, my dad and my boyfriend were doing a fishing trip and we were checking into a hotel and I like got the call and I recognized the number straight away and I took the call and the receptionist was just looking at me because <laughs> like I was physically jumping up and down like physically and then like my partner at the time was just like looking at me like knowing exactly <laughs> what was going on and I was just like... Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Physically exerting like a lot of excitement, and you basically pretty... crapped your pants, Phoebe. I mean, let's just. I be did, honest. and then I like sat down, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my!" God. I didn't know. I was so shocked and excited. I, there was just so much going on. I couldn't even process it. I, wow. I didn't even. I was totally overwhelmed, and so we went to buy some champagne because my dad um, and my brother had not yet arrived yet. Um, so we went to buy some champagne and stuff. And then when they arrived, um, cause we were staying in some apartments when they came in and they knew I was going through the casting process, obviously I played the survivor theme song as soon as I opened the door and like popped the champagne bottle. <laughs> and like, it took them a minute. My dad looked at me and my eyes were just bulging with excitement, like, you know, willing him to register what the hell was going on. And he was like, Oh my God, you didn't. And I'm like, jumped still jumping up and down again he was like you're on and i'm like I'm on. Oh, that's awesome. wow. so it was really really exciting were so, they fans yeah. as well did they watch survivor with you growing up um uh, my dad yeah my dad and i watched together um so because i grew up with my dad and my two my two brothers mostly and um yeah my dad and i we used to do for a point in time it was just me and dad so yeah every tuesday night we'd watch survivor together wow um I think the first season we watched together was actually Pearl Islands, or maybe it was before that. I do definitely remember watching Pearl Islands with him, but that may not have been the first season. That's crazy. Anyway, Survivor Tuesdays with Dad. It was something we always did. So that's look. Yeah. You just you just yeah. I'm just I'm imagining the day when I get that phone call one day. Hopefully, hi Channel Ten, if you're listening. How are you? My name's Ben. I've applied twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I mean, that's the thing. I get excited when I I get a cool interview. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm living through your, your, your vision. There. Uh, um, yeah, it was such a special, like a special, special moment. And of course you have no idea what's to come. And then you start freaking out straight away. Um, pretty quickly. Um, you know, then I, you know, obviously like I quit my job over the phone and then you're just trying to like prepare and you, all of a sudden you've only got like, you know, you're leaving in a few weeks. It's just, it's crazy. And the nerves kick in like straight away. And then you're like, oh my God, like, uh, it was crazy did you did I you do everything i gotta get my hair done i've got to like study puzzles <laughs> did you watch other I don't know seasons what to prioritize. did you like go back and kind of watch old seasons at all before you went out oh uh, i did a lot of things i mean i i didn't uh, i think no i don't know if i watched old seasons i did watch some i i think i was more so like on youtube looking at different I don't know, tribals or, um, you know, episode. I could identify where things I, – I've seen every season pretty much. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't so much watch seasons. I did watch interviews with ex-players, um, evaluating the games and stuff like that. I refreshed on that sort of stuff. Um, I, yeah, I read a lot about I, – I, I did a lot of reading and watching of player interviews that had come out of the game. 
um, advice, that sort of stuff that they'd had. Um, I, I don't know, like I'm always, I've always watched Survivor and I've always paid attention to um, like exit interviews and all that sort of stuff. So I felt like there wasn't really a lot to gain in that regard. Did you focus um, on any particular person when it came to watching those interviews at all? No, I wouldn't say, oh, I mean, there were players that I looked at, definitely. Like, I looked at, I, I looked at, I looked at Tony. I looked at his interviews. I, I, of the, all the winners, I looked at, I looked at a lot of them. I, um, Kim, I looked at her. I looked at Parvati. Um, I looked at Sandra. I looked at um, other big players. That I, I mean, other players that I love as well, like Tyson, um, who else? I Boston Rob. Like I looked, I looked at everybody, and I also looked at players that I just generally liked, like Wentworth. Um, ah, yes. Or, um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even say exactly who I looked at, but I obviously would spend a lot of time reading and looking at everything, and then you'd link and you'd look at something else or whatever else. Um, I did a lot of reading as well. Um, something I always do anyway, I'm always reading something. Mostly I read fiction books, but, I, uh, you know, I occasionally read nonfiction or self-development style books. So I'm quite into that. And I think, um, you know, again, I wasn't necessarily reading books for the first time, but, um, uh, you know, sort of books that would, I guess, inform social awareness, which I think, you know, you sort of have or you don't have. It's, not something you're going to learn just before you go out into the island, but certainly it's nice to kind of, I guess, brush up on core principles and then remind yourself of those things whilst you're on the island. So that was that was a good thing to do. Um, did some survival skills stuff, up the fitness a little bit, um, practice puzzles. I downloaded lots of apps and stuff on my phone to practice puzzles. Not that that came in handy, obviously, because <laughs> I only did one puzzle and I failed at it, but... Like I would have done more, but Kate kind of always just said she wanted to do them. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of, it's sort of hard when someone kind of takes ownership of challenge strategy, and then you kind of end up just doing. It depends like what your personal strategy is, but like my game strategy isn't to be obviously calling the shots, and that includes at a challenge. So I do. I'm, I look. I like to look like I'm doing what I'm told. And then you're like literally going off. Like I downloaded all these apps before I came out here, Kate. Let me do the puzzles. <laughs> Well, I feel like I probably could have had another crack at them, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, the first puzzle that Rowan and I did was, it, you, you couldn't really see it in the edit, but it was really, really hard to make out the patterns on the puzzle because ours was covered in sand. So we had a real, like, it looked like we had this really big head start and we blew it, which was true, we did, but we couldn't see um, the pieces. They were so covered in sand that it was really difficult to uncover the pattern. Right. Okay. It's interesting so kind of kind think of those little things like that because, it's, yeah, it's, it's easy, I guess, from a viewer's perspective, isn't it? Like, do they suck? How do they blow that lead? But, I mean, I guess sort of little aspects like that, as you were saying, I mean, that kind of it, – it, that's why we – it's why podcasts exist, Phoebe, so we can hear these things. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I guess to quote, well, entertain. Well, now you know, now you know. I bet you're so blown away by that piece oh, of information. Oh, it's made my night. Don't uh, I don't even want to talk about game changers anymore. I've just, I've literally been blown away. That's it. You know, mic drop, done. That was a game-changing um, moment. Yeah, it's a ga- well, there you go, game-changing. Perfect. Look at that. You've game-changed this podcast. Um, you really are fitting with the theme well. It's really working out. Um, it's, I mean, it's just, I guess it's kind of interesting, I think, kind of, um, yeah, in, in hearing from all the, and particularly because I've found that 
so far, each one of the Australian Survivor cast members I've spoken to have been a fan of Survivor going into the show. So, um, I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting to kind of look at it from that perspective because, again, it's sort of... um, that that dream, I guess, that we were and I were never able to do because we weren't American, um, and now we've kind of got this How opportunity. Ridiculous! That is, I know. I just had this weird moment where I realised, like, <laughs> <laughs> damn Americans. That, no, I mean, no. That I like, I got to play Survivor. Like, what is that? Mm. What is that? Yeah, did did you? How I, did I don't know. Happen? Is that why we've got you on the show? I thought we just we just bumped into each I other. Know. It's like, oh, you like Survivor? You know, it's it's funny. Like you, every now and again, just have those weird moments of realization. And when you said that, I was like, yeah, like I felt frustrated by that for a long time, and now it's like, oh, I I played. <laughs> I I I had my turn. I had I got to do that. That's so cool. But it's also, I guess, too. Kind of, we mentioned a little How bit lucky. off air about. I mean, a year ago, you basically were going off to film this right now at the time of recording this, whereas um. Here we are. I think we would have only just found out we were going. I think we left a little bit later. Right. Okay. Because, I mean... Look, yeah, we did. We left, like, middle of May. Because season two, basically, or season four, whatever we want to classify it, they're basically going out there, essentially, now um, to film yeah, the next Yeah. Oh, I feel, like, so excited for them and so excited for us as the audience. Yeah. Because I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it. I'm, it sort of sucks because I guess it's actually going to be quite a few months before we really get to see it. I would guess September, I perhaps. Wonder, or I mean, that's kind of yeah, when yours premiered. I wonder if they'll show it to us earlier. Hmm. May- maybe since they're filming earlier, they'll show it earlier. Who knows? Do, I don't have any. Now, this is kind of, I guess, a question that you might not be able to answer anyway because you obviously don't want to give away any spoilers in terms of who's on. But do, do people contact you at all and maybe give a subtle hint that, hey, I'm going to be on the next season of Australian Survivor. Can I have some advice? Well, people reach out all the time and I had a lot of people reach out and I definitely know of quite a lot of people that were going through casting. Whether or not they were cast, I can't say anyone's confirmed to me that they were cast. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm probably going to, I met some people. Yeah. No, I don't know anyone that's going out there, but I'm aware of a lot of people that had gone like, not a lot, but a few people that had gone quite deep in the casting process. So, um, yeah, I hope they got on. I, we're going to find. I'm going to find well, you out will. sooner. It's, I mean, soon if, <laughs> yeah. if all of a sudden any of your friends on Facebook stop posting their regular dog well, pictures, yeah, um. I wouldn't say that they're <laughs> friends though. So it's not even that I would notice because it's not like I'm checking whether you know. I'm not. I don't care who's cast. To be do honest. you find I that? that do, I guess that would be almost be a weird thing though, wouldn't it? Because I mean, again, like a year ago, you're just a, a fan of Survivor. Now, as you just yeah. said, you've played it, so it's kind of. You're still a fan of Survivor. Nothing changes. You just yeah. had the great opportunity, but now you've got these people who are who are asking, "Oh, can I have some advice?" And even even I guess simple things of, "Can I have some advice for my application?" I'm sure that's something yeah. that people would often yeah. ask you. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, that happens a lot, and I. It's always I find I get uh, I get that pretty much like every day. Um, someone will reach out, not so much now, but particularly when casting was open. Um, yeah, a few times a day, you'd have people contact you in some regard and just to request um, advice as to how they should proceed with their application or what they should do or tips and whatever else. And I always would preface everything I say with, like, I am not a casting agent, so I am absolutely not qualified to give any advice on anyone's application because I, I don't know and I, I, I'm not the right person to ask advice from. And I think that just because you've played Survivor doesn't mean that you're an expert on casting or what they might be looking for in another season or what production won or whatever else. So 
um, you know, I give, I do give advice. And so I always say that because they think it's important that you don't take what I say as gospel because who, who makes, who makes, who makes me boss on that? How would I, how the bloody hell would I know? And I, I'm not in any, under any illusions that I have any, you know, qualification to advise people in that sense and also in the sense of often the person that's asking you is someone you don't even know Mm. let alone someone you know well so how can you advise someone on what they should do in their personal application when you don't even know them um you know how are you supposed to tell them what traits they should focus on or um you know what character you think that they would embody or whatever else when you don't you don't even know them well enough to yeah know their personality so i think Reaching out to players is great about if you want advice on the game or insight into the experience. And, yeah, maybe, like, you could say what worked for you, what did you do and why do you think that worked for you or whatever else, that's great. But in terms of, like, actually giving advice to someone, I don't think any former player is qualified to sort of give advice. And I do see people giving advice all the time and I just – I don't understand why they think that they are – qualified to give that advice it's in it's an interesting yeah they're like this they've kind of just decided that they must know what production or casting are looking for just because they've played and i just don't agree with and that. it's also the beauty of survivor too i guess it's that it's such a unique game that i mean even when it comes as you were mentioning sort of people maybe asking for advice from former players about you know tips to play the game i mean you know true strategy generally wins the game twice Absolutely. so because every Totally, every game's different. Yeah. The variables within every game's different. You know, if if you know, Christy won our season. If she played again, she may be the first boot. Like you just, you never know. You've got to work with the dynamic that you've got. You can't. It's it's not. I mean, unless you're Sandra. <laughs> like yes, unless you're Sandra. <laughs> unless you're Sandra, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really say it's, whether it's a strategy. Constant. Look, I've, I, I've honestly, uh, I have people over the years of doing this show have actually emailed me asking for advice to apply for Survivor. And I have to have a double yeah. take because I'm like, yeah, have I ever played the game? I'm trying to get on the fucking show. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, look, I'm, yeah. I, I don't, I, okay, I don't answer like that. I'm not an asshole. But <laughs> I'm No, and I, I don't, <laughs> but, yeah. I don't answer. Like, I'll, I would always say to someone, like, I think, so all that said, I think, yeah, I'm not the right person mm. to ask and I definitely don't have the qualifications to tell you what to do. Yeah. However, my, my, my gut and my instinct is that ultimately what, what I assume they're looking for is a good TV show. So what makes good TV, I guess it would be either a really interesting character or a really good player. So my advice is generally try to be both. Show them why you're a good character and a lovable character or a, a character people will love to hate or whatever character you want to be. Show them why you're a good character and then also show them why you're a good player because those are the things that make good TV. Or be, and or that's be what they Debbie need to see. and just look at Debbie. Uh, just, <laughs> you know, she's always going to be You have to be who you are. You have to be who you, you can't be what you, you Secretly, though, like, secretly, if you could be Debbie, you'd be Debbie. <laughs> I mean, Debbie is the genuine jack of all trades. So exactly, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the go-to. I, I, that's my answer from now on. If I, I ever get that email again and somebody says, "How do I get cast?" Just be Debbie. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no one can just be Debbie, though. You have to be De- like you can't. You can't act 
I don't think you can act a certain way. You just have to be you. It's it's fascinating. And I hate it when people give that advice because it's so annoying. It's like be yourself and like it sounds it's kind of frustrating because it feels like it's not useful or tangible advice but actually like you kind of have to be because at the end of the day you can't you can't exactly once you're out there you can't be anyone else but yourself unless you're like the best actor unless you're Meryl Streep and you can act no for hide. 31 days basically but um I don't even yeah. know if Meryl Streep could do that for 31 days well ideally you'd be acting for like 39 or 55 <laughs> mm. well exactly exactly so um you know hey let's put Meryl Streep out there and see if she can do it um, <laughs> and like, and you know, all that said, I guess like different, and it, it's even when you're out there, it's just a version of yourself too. I mean, we all have different environments and people and situations that will bring out different facets of our personalities, and so, you know, like what you see out there of, of a of a person is just a version of them. It's not, you know, people are multidimensional. It's not like, you know, you see everything. You know, you don't necessarily like. You know, I don't feel like – I, I'll use myself as an example. I am normally, you know, quite I think quite a soft person, but I don't know that you see that because you just see that I'm, like, being manipulative and cunning all the time and whatever else. But actually, like, it's not how I am in my everyday life. It's just Survivor brought that out of me because that's how I wanted to play. So it's not necessarily, you know, telling of, you know, the entirety of someone's character. Which makes it – I mean, look – Again, look, we are, we are going to be talking about game changes, but look, we always get sidestepped into conversations here. Phoebe, it's fun. This is oh, what we do. No. But I mean, I guess I'm it's sorry. kind of. No, Everyone's please. like, can you guys shut up and talk about game changes, please? Yeah. If people are listening and they don't expect this from our show, seriously, they, they, they've never listened before, but welcome. Um, I hope you're enjoying the ride. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because kind of having said all that, and this is kind of, I think, going back to some of the stuff we were talking about off air about, say, when you're recognized and sort of what people see you on TV, because. People, I guess, then have that aspect that they sort of know you because, hey, I saw you on TV. I saw you were this way. Yeah. You're totally that way. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well, yeah. no, I was playing a game. I was on a game show, essentially. And so I guess yeah. kind of that's when it's hard to differentiate between these people who are messaging you or talking to you, pretending they know you when they don't actually know you. Yeah. And, and it's like, and most of the time, I guess it depends. Like, most of the time, I would say it's, it's quite nice, and like I would say, I'm fortunate that I have like mostly a really nice reception. And you know, if people approach you or whatever, they normally are doing it with like kindness and they're well intentioned. And I would, actually, I would say that's always the case. So it's not it's not a bad thing or anything. Like it's it's so lovely and so nice that they oh you know recognize you from that experience that was you know a big part of my life and something I love. So that's it is actually really nice. But yeah, you're right. They don't know you and you know they they just yeah i don't survive they know the the character of phoebe not the the person of phoebe yeah yeah and like i can honestly say survivor definitely does not define me i loved it it was amazing and it's a huge life experience but i've i've done lots of wonderful things in my life that define me and um, you know, what defines me is like everything that I've done in my life and everything that I am because of it and my family and my friends and, you know, the things that I've, you know, other you know, hard trying things that I've gone through in my life. Like there's lots of things that make me who I am, not just that I was a character on Survivor. So I try not to get too wrapped up in being identified by that. If that makes sense, it makes complete sense, and this is yeah. this is where we're going to cue that I'm inspirational not just like music. Phoebe from Survivor, <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm actually someone who's, you know, um, 
very, very lucky and very blessed to have wonderful people in my life and I've done lots of wonderful things and with, you know, lots of, you know, had, I'm so lucky in so many ways and it's not just because I went on Survivor. And it's also, I guess, at the end of the day too, exa- you're exactly what you're saying, but if you look at this in any aspect, you're a fan of a TV show and you, you've lived the dream of of experiencing that yeah, TV. It's no, I, I guess it would be like... I'm just, yeah, a lucky SOB, basically. Yeah. That's all Just I think am. about it. If you're a Game of Thrones fan and you got to be an extra on an episode oh, of Game of Thrones, like there's just a weird thing exactly. you did once in life. You know, that's a dream you got to live. Let's go with that exactly. for a weird example. <laughs> and it's kind of like the equivalent of me doing the Harry Potter studio tour there, and walking through there it. You go. And basically being on set. In Harry and Potter, what would like what would really... be a bigger thing for you? Let's let's put that into perspective. At that point in time, that was like my life goal had been met. So <laughs> <laughs> then I went, you know, this like, yeah, you know, no, then I was on Survivor. Oh, and then like I guess before that, I wanted to be a lawyer, and I did. Like, there's lots of things that you do in your life, and it's like that's done. Check, cool. So you've lawyer done, Survivor done, Harry Potter to be confirmed. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was reading a message at the same time and I cannot multitask at 11 p.m. I thought, 11 PM. I, I thought that was Let's my job. Let's make sure everyone listening knows that it's 11 p.m. And <laughs> it that, is. Uh, my brain, my brain is probably not working. Yeah, it's all the it's- wine. It's just, um, <laughs> you know, it's gone to your head, basically. I was basically saying, probably. so like Harry Potter now, yeah. of your bucket list, so you've lawyer check, survivor check, Harry Potter to, to be confirmed. Yeah. No, I've done Harry Potter. Oh, but like, as in, like, let's 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 imagine they make another film series of Harry Potter, and oh. you are cast oh. as the new Hermione or something, like grown-up Hermione or something like that. Oh no, I wouldn't be Hermione. Oh, actually, I probably would be them. Uh. Who, who would you? Well, there we go. Who would you be? There's a question you never thought you could ask on a Survivor podcast. Ooh. Who would you be in Harry Potter? Who would I be? I feel like I'd be like. <laughs> A little bit of everyone, like the Weasley twins. I've got a bit of them in me. <laughs> this is this is uh, definitely a direction I never thought this episode was going, but hey, let's go with it. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> what else? Who would I be? Who would you be? Um, Snape, I reckon. Oh, I like Snape, yeah. Mm. I, I kind of Snape's like those sort one. of evil... Well, I mean, it wasn't really evil, was he? But I mean... Yeah, I, I like those sort of shady-esque characters. Snape's cool, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like I like Snape. Could have said Voldemort. I think I would be... <laughs> <laughs> I love Voldemort. Hmm. I'm not bald. <laughs> oh, no, me either. I could be, though. If I was Voldemort, I would be bald. Of course you would be. And your nose would kind of be, like, pointed up a little bit more and... um. I'm not, like, yeah. the biggest Harry Potter fan. I'll just point out I like Harry Potter, but I'm not, like, probably your level of Harry Potter fan, it seems. Right. Yeah, so I'm, like, sitting here genuinely thinking about which character am I? Like, it's something. That's <laughs> now you're like, wow, like, this actually got interesting, this interview. I'm really into it all of a sudden. I am. I need to... I'm going to I'm gonna think on this, and I'm going to deliberate. I'm going to come back to you. I actually do have a Harry Potter uh, listener question, which I'll get to. Believe me. I'm now getting you really excited for that. Ooh! Ooh, Look at you! That really perked you up. That's actually we're mentioning Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm's a huge. I remember when I interviewed Malcolm, we <gasps> spent like a portion talking He's about Harry not. Potter. There's your future husband right there, Malcolm. Done. Oh, I know. Is he available? Well, I mean, if he's not, then that's sad because I mean, if he's not available and I'm not, like, how is he not available? Come on, he is. I know, he is and he's surely... obviously my life partner. Yeah, and it's like, so you better be. <laughs> Let's contact him. Go on, I right contact now. him right now? Right now. Just send him a message. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. 
I've probably got him on Skype. I could probably wake him up. Uh, let's add him into the call, shall we? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I've literally always just wanted to randomly call one of these survivors on my Skype list in the middle of like an interview. Be like, Sandra, are you awake? Hello. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, you can call me anytime, Ben, but I'm not that exciting. <laughs> yes, I am. Just kidding. I'm going to wait till I'm in America when it's like three o'clock in the morning for you, and you'll be regretting you ever said that to me. But I've got that on evidence. I've got that recorded. <laughs> You're a lawyer now. That's Come so on, great. you should know these things. Um, <laughs> I'll challenge the admissibility of the evidence. I'm sure I'd find a way to. Now make you're sure using that big words. You've lost me. Um, I'm just a podcast host. I was only half paying attention to. So. Again, <laughs> I, was, I, then, I started stalking Malcolm on Instagram. So I- you're literally <laughs> right now. I've said the words Malcolm Harry Potter fan. You have no idea what I'm saying right now. You were <laughs> yeah, like, I literally what? just started stalking him. <laughs> <laughs> you're just all of a sudden like, I'm lost. I'm done. I'm out. Bye, Ben. Thanks for the chat. I'm stalking Malcolm. <laughs> That's exactly what just happened. <laughs> I actually seriously because um, no word of a lie when when I did the interview with him there was a listener question that was very Harry Potter centric and it was like a very yeah. in depth Harry Potter question it was like full on right. nerd um, wow. downloaded it's still available somewhere on the internet but um, yeah I, can you send it to me I will I will I will I will link you I'm going to write that in front of me to remind I'll myself lis- I will listen to that not yeah. that you haven't listened to all my interviews in the past of course Phoebe you are an avid listener. <laughs> oh, every single one. That's how I knew you so well. That's why we were speaking for an hour before this guy, this, you know, you went felt like on you record. knew me. That's generally the vibe. That's what I like to put out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the day that I ever get Elizabeth Hasselbeck on the show, we're clearly You definitely be put out. I mean, you got naked straight away. <laughs> wow. You went there. <laughs> no, you went there earlier. Hey, I'm allowed to go there, all right? I am a host of a very semi-successful podcast that no one listens to, all right? So, uh, <laughs> game changes. We'll go there. Shall we keep talking about I'll go there one? with you. Look, we can go anywhere you want, including talking about Brad Culpepper. How's that for a segue? Uh, you mentioned segue. before about how you kind of felt he's got a bit of a winner's vibe. Are you surprised at how he's playing this season? Because I think he's one of the big surprise packets. A lot of people were very anti-Brad, not many Brad fans. I'm a Brad fan. I was happy to see him on this I'm season. But are you surprised yeah. at kind of how he's been playing compared to how he played in Blood vs. Water? Uh, I didn't think he was... I, I thought he was okay in Blood vs. Water. I mean, again, like, it's been ages since I've seen it. I didn't... I think I just... I think I just quite like people. I know that sounds... That's so boring, isn't it? I should, wish I... Well, it's very. It's not that often that I come across a player and like I don't like them, um, you know. I don't like. Sometimes I think, oh, that was the wrong move, or you, you know, that wasn't that wasn't good strategy, or I'm not really warming to that person. Yeah, sometimes. But Brad, I don't. I wasn't left with any strong feelings that would, you know, like I wasn't anti-Brad in any sense whatsoever. It's interesting. I found uh, with how people were with him though, because um, I mean, I remember during second chances when he was on the on the ballot to be voted back on, and I would always vote for him. Him and Troyzan, like I was, hell yeah, so let's was have. Was he a vote. on that ballot? He was. Both him and Troyzan were, and um, oh. they were two of the ones that people were like, "Why the fuck are they on there?" Like, no, the, the sort of that fan community didn't like them, and they were kind of two on this season that people were like, oh, really, why are we seeing them again? Whereas I think right. you mentioned to me about being a Troy Zan fan. I mean, yes, I'm happy because I'm a huge Troy Zan fan. I like Troy Zan. I think Troy Zan is so underrated. I what, agree. What is with that? Why does everyone underrate Troy Zan? I think a lot of that comes from his season because One World isn't a popular season and a lot of that is kind of, I think, the negativity yeah. that flows with that. And I guess he's, I mean... 
your quote casual observers fans who kind of remember him they just simply remember his this is my island sort of thing which yeah, but there's a lot it. more like to that's... his game than just that. I mean, he said that yeah. the reason he did because of emotions and everything along those lines. And I'm a, I'm an avid one world Fair defender, enough. huge one world defender. I think that's a great season. And when you've got a season dominated as much as you have by Kim Spradlin, other players are going to be overlooked because you're looking clearly yeah. at how good Kim is. But I think I agree. it's an, it's a shame to do that because yeah, Troy's Anthony is underrated. There's so many players on One World that need to be looked like. Sabrina was on the the second chance list a couple of seasons ago. She's an amazing player. You know, look at Chelsea. She had a moments like. Don't get me started talking about One World. I'll be here all night. But um, yeah, I'm with you. Troy's Anthony is an underrated player. I yeah. completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I'm pleased to see that he, I think he's playing pretty well. Um, and uh, in terms of Brad, I, I, and your first question, am I surprised? Uh, I want to say no. Okay. Not really. Um, no, I, and I think that is only informed by the fact that I never had any, like, ill feelings about him in the first place. So... Um, it's nice to see. There are some things I wonder, like, where did he get those balls from when he was decorating the shelter? Where did those come from? Uh, he's a man who always has balls. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, just, like, I, I couldn't tell you. There's some really, like, they're just, there's some interesting things they show about Brad and they're always showing him in a good light or they'll have another character give a really positive testimonial about him. Um, Which is... So it's not always... Brad showing inside about himself, but like everything's fun in a good way. So even when, you know, Debbie lost it at Brad, I feel like there was still the edit kind of showed Brad in a good light, despite the fact that she was having a negative experience and that's, with him. That's what I feel is kind of the surprising, which a lot of people have, I've, the few things I've read about fan reaction this season, because I've, I've tended to avoid kind of what a lot of the fans have been saying, but Brad's that one that people are surprised about because, I mean, he was in it for such a short time in Blood vs. Water that his edit was going to be so focused around kind of the negatives and, you know, with the whole Candace and everybody with the fuck you Brad Peppers and everything along those lines. It's, I mean, outside of that, Brad really didn't do a whole lot except not be able to count and maybe just get too reliant on the all-male thing, which kind of painted him in a bad light. But, yeah, I, what has he done this season that is anything negative? I mean, he's been calm, he's collected, he's been strategic. Um, you know, he's, he's WWMD. Exactly. Anything doing. related to Monica Culpepper to me brings a smile to my face because, again, I'm a huge Monica fan. So I quite liked Monica too. I thought Monica was lovely and she's really pretty and I don't understand how she looks that pretty at the end of a Survivor season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And every time they bring out hashtag WWMD, that is just the greatest thing I think Survivor's done in a while. So, um, <laughs> you know. Let's let's be honest. But so you so would you put? So, but yeah, no, so I was. So I think. I mean, yeah. Go on. Sorry. I was just gonna. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So, kind of going on what we were saying before about in terms of winners edit. If you had to have somebody right now who you felt was in the box seat to win this game, would you be putting Brad up there as the person you feel would be that person? Um, what what does that mean? Your camera is disabled while in split view. I can see you still if before you think that you oh. I, I can't see you. Uh. <laughs> oh, how weird. Oh, well, I guess that message is going to stay there. Um, <laughs> I'm hacking your phone. I'm making you think things that aren't true. That's so dangerous. Please don't do that. I do not know <laughs> well, what Maybe I need to do. Wow, okay. That's an interesting I can't thing. guarantee that it's all appropriate. Um, <laughs> Whose is? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think like uh, with Brad, I would say, yeah, so maybe Brad also, I think Ty, I mean, Ty's got two idols. He's been in the majority the whole time. Like there was a little bit of heat on him for a little while, but it seems to have dissipated in the, you know, the last couple of episodes as well. Um, so, yeah, maybe Ty. Sierra's doing well. I mean, everyone bags out Sierra Gentiles, but she's playing bloody well. Which is, like, I'm enjoying She's it. playing really bloody well. Yeah. Like, she's really doing a good job. Because Worlds Apart preview episode, uh, I likened her to Kim Spradlin. I'm like, she's like Kim Spradlin. I can see her doing very well. We just didn't see it in Worlds Apart because she got no edit. I mean, she was, what, fourth, I think, wasn't she? Whereas this time yeah. around, we're... Or well, fifth. Was she fifth? Oh, look, you think we would... uh, Look, I can pull this up. I mean, we'll totally edit this out, (laughs) will we? Um, I feel like she was fifth. (laughs) She was... Yeah, right I'm probably wrong. You're the super fan. Yeah, you can tell I am. Um, I'm going to... I'll answer that in just a second. But it's... Yeah, it's interesting kind of... uh, Yeah, she was fifth. You're right. I'm just looking. Rodney was fourth. Of course Rodney was fourth. Points! See, I am a super fan. Uh, Any professional... I love winning. Any professional podcast would have edited that out to make the host sound smarter, but I left it in there because, let's be honest, that's never going to come across on this show. Um, And also, who could be bothered editing and fight? Like, what (laughs) what if, you know... Seeps. How far are we into this episode? You think I would have edited much, but nah, you know, this is just, by the end of this, we're just going to be talking about fucking everything besides Survivor. Well, are all of your podcasts really, like, tangenty and very, like, yes. rambly? Yes. Oh, good. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad so, you like, said people good. aren't going to be, be expecting an actual dissection of Game Changers. <laughs> no, not really. Okay, cool. If they like, are, the seriously, passive. why are you listening to us? I don't know why people are listening right now if they think that. Like, if they're literally yeah. tweeting right now, I'm so angry. I thought Phoebe would be so, you know, analysing this and Ben Wrong. let himself down. Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, because like I said, I just like to watch as if you are and I just don't want to analyse everything because it just, it just <laughs> makes me feel You like... need to come on every week on all our episodes because you do realise <laughs> we, outside of Survivor, we talk about other shows and generally it's what happens anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, I just like to watch. It's really enjoyable for me to watch and enjoy and love it and appreciate good gameplay. Let's talk about Sarah. Okay, yes. Look, let's talk about and Sarah. Le- you talked about being in the driver's all- seat. You're changing the subject. I like it. That's actually, it is a good point, oh, though, because... Sorry, I just took no, over. so rude. No, Did seriously. Did you have something else on your agenda that you wanted to talk about I was just talk talking about, about Sierra. It's fine, but I was going to get to Sarah next because Sarah mm. was the star of this episode, I feel, because she, I mean, she was ultimately the swing vote, wasn't she? She's the one who flipped. I agree. She's the one who took But Debbie were you out. finished on Sierra? I mean, I don't want to cut you off on Sierra. If you <laughs> it's fine. On Sierra. Seriously. I was just, I was just going to agree with you and say that she was, yeah, I, I think she's, we're seeing what she was capable of. Uh, I guess that's kind of was my point. Um, and yeah. I'm with you. I'm yeah. impressed with Sierra. And Me I, too. I had the, I've mentioned this plenty of times in this show, but I'm going to brag again. I had the pleasure of meeting her when I was in America just <gasps> recently. It's completely sprung on me, surprised. She was there at breakfast. Wow. Hi, Sierra. How's it going? And she is just the most amazing person in real life. And as soon as I met her, yep. I'm like, I want to see this version of you on Survivor next season because it wasn't a secret. Yep. We knew she was on it. But um, yep. Yep. And I'm glad we are seeing that version of her. She's she's an amazing person. So um, Yeah, she does. She seems really fun and outgoing yeah. and, you know. She's, yeah, she's, she's super tall. She is super beautiful. Um, oh, she's hot. She's she is, so hot. Yeah. I can, honestly, Gorgeous. you see her on the screen and you just like go away with your amazing body and your beautiful face and you just, <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. I agree. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Absolutely stunning. It's, um, it's incredible. To, and this is, I think, kind of, I guess, 
talking about Sarah, I mean, good segue into this. It's kind of, it's good to see, I guess, people that a lot of people maybe had that initial question mark of why are they on a season called Game Changers, but they're, I guess, showing that ability. That would be my, you know, I mean, I, I was definitely one who would question some of these people being on a season titled Game Changers, not necessarily an all-star season, just a season with that title. But it's yeah. it's good to, like, my biggest gripe with Sarah on Kagayan was that I just don't think she played a very good game. She got caught out and she got well played with Tony. And I think a lot of yeah. the reason why she was brought back this season was for that element, well, Tony's back, let's bring Sarah back to bring that conflict. Obviously, with Tony gone very early, Sarah's now Didn't left happen. to flourish, isn't she? And she said a lot of that this episode about how kind of she's here, she's able to show these abilities and kind of these moves and everything along those lines. Yeah, I know. I know. I, that, I don't actually love how she says that. I, I, th- I like what she's doing. I think she's playing well, but I don't always love the confessionals. Okay. And in what, what way? What don't you like about what she's saying? I, I just find sometimes the confessionals can be a little bit comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you should be making such comfortable confessionals, particularly because if I recall correctly in Kagayan on her exit episode, we had this, I'm the swing vote. I'm making the shots kind of confessional. And she was voted off that episode. Yeah, that was, and that was, I guess, going back to when I was saying about my gripe about Sarah. And I just keep getting these flashbacks every time I see her confessionals. And I'm like, oh, stop, because... That's interesting like, you say good. that. I didn't pick up on that. And I was one of her biggest critics about that in Kagayan because I thought she was way too cocky for what happened. But I never picked up on that this yeah. episode. That's interesting. She's still a little bit cocky, which is, I mean, it's a good thing because it's good value and it's good, you know, entertainment. But I'm just not sure if it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's really a good, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Sarah and I am actually like enjoying her game and, and I'm, you know, this has just been being a little bit critical in that had she not have slipped, she's on the bottom of a six-person alliance, which is not really a good place to be. Um, and the fact that she did flip, I think, I think it was a good decision because, yeah, it's like I said, it traveled. They've kind of reshuffled the deck there. Um, it's a good little move to add on her resume. And, yeah, um, you know, I don't necessarily think it puts her in a – Put, put the target on her back as a threat as such, I think she could explain that away quite easily in that, well, I felt like I was in the bottom here. Um, I don't know. Looks like she'll have some damage control to do with Sierra because it seems like they were a bit close. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know that she should be so cocky just yet. There's a long way to go. It's it's a yeah it's a very good point you make with that. She's and a little bit little bit too comfortable. Like I, I yep she was a swing vote, but she should know from past experience that it's a dangerous place to be sitting. It's yeah I'm yeah I'm just I'm fascinated now with that actually again I just I'm strange that I never thought of that given that I was so critical of that. But you're right you're absolutely right and I think it's kind of going to be interesting to see how that all develops next week because. Um, it all comes down to after one of these votes, doesn't it, about how you, I guess, explain your way with it and how people will react. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, we're still at that point of this game, aren't we, where there's still a lot to play. I mean, there's still 10 people left. So yeah. it's still kind of a I long mean, way to go. What, two weeks left in the game? Mm. The actual amount of days left-ish. Pretty much. They've got, there's a lot of catching up to do, isn't there? There seems to be, for the amount of time we've got, the amount of players we've got left, it's going to have to be a few double boots, I feel, here along the way. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, 
Yeah, um, and it's not it's not a, it's not necessarily like criticism of Sarah because I I do think she's doing well. Um, she's got the advantage now as well. She seems to be bonding pretty well. Like she's, I, I'm enjoying. I'm really enjoying Sarah's journey. I just, I just don't want to see like Debbie got really comfortable again, <laughs> again this time round, and then she was booted. So I, you should never get too comfortable. Is that coming from experience, I like- Phoebe? I mean, I don't want to sound mean the way I put that, mm. but. Oh God! Say it however you want. Um, no, I do, I don't think that I ever did. I do, I don't know whether or not it was received that way. But if I reflect on my own experience, and you know, people might say, "Oh, that's not what we saw of you." I have no idea. But in my own view of my own experience, I can say that I I don't think I ever did feel that comfortable or too comfortable. I mean, I certainly did not feel comfortable at the vow. Like I could have gone home every episode, <laughs> every every tribal. I was in trouble. So. I, you know, I, I always tried to have faith that I'd done enough work to try and change the outcome. And I did in lots of occasions until I didn't. Um, and uh, Aganoa, I was comfortable, uh, but rightly so. It's a dangerous thing in Survivor, though, to ever be comfortable, isn't it? Because there's no such thing as comfort in Survivor unless maybe you've got two idols and even then you could just become James anyway and get voted out with both of them in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that I was like very fortunate in that there was just, it, it, I, I, where in the, where at the point in time where I was comfortable, um, yeah, like there was no relationship between the girl, like the, the girls on the one side and the guys on the other. So it was not, I think it's really dangerous to just sit in the middle and I wouldn't normally advise that or, or do that, but I think that it was very safe for Elle and I to do that at that point because it's we they just they didn't have a relationship so like the girls had all their eggs in one basket with me and Elle and the guys had all their eggs in one basket with me and Elle and I knew that and it was just like they were never gonna you know cut us out to work with the other party if that makes sense yeah and if it was an if it was a necessity and yeah maybe they'd work with each other but it wasn't because they had us if that makes sense yeah it wasn't it's, so it wasn't it, it wasn't hard to sit in that space and I think it but it, but that doesn't mean it's a good space to sit in every on every occasion being in the middle of the swing which is just where this is just interesting kind of going back to what you're saying about how you know where does she go from here and this is where I think this game is still very open kind of how even with this six that we've had and you, you almost feel that that wasn't I don't know, I almost felt like just how that's emerged, how it's kind of like, hey, this is a six. I almost just even kind of on that, it wasn't like, well, is that really that rock solid? Because, you know, it kind of it felt like there were even within that that there could be factions of that that could separate and go across here and yeah. there. Yeah, and I guess it was also hard. In, that's what I'm kind of saying, like with the, when we were talking earlier just with the edit, um, it's really hard to see how deep those bonds are. We're just seeing these affirmations that, yeah, we're a strong six, we're a strong six, but we don't really get a lot of context for that. Well, I don't feel like I have just as someone who's watching, like I said, quite passively, um, you know, whereby you're able to deduce that this person, that person are very close or what have you. Like, And it's interesting. It seems, just, yeah. it seems breakable because if it wasn't, like very we would have so. seen more of it. I and think. I think even when you look at kind of the other players sort of outside of the ones we've talked about who – who are still in this game, I feel, and can kind of have uh, have their say on it. Um, and you look at look, Sari. We haven't even mentioned her this episode. How have we gone like an hour and not even mentioned her? I mean, obviously, her sort of 
moment this episode was really the challenge. But, I mean, just even harking back to a week ago, just, just how dangerous of a player Sari is. And what baffles me is that we are now, what, 29, uh, 26 days into this game, and has her name even been mentioned as a threat? This is Sari Fields. Very often, early. Very early. But outside of that, <laughs> no. it's like often regarded yeah. as the greatest player never to have won this game. and Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's, you can see why. Yeah, and this is kind of like... This this edit that she gets this episode, and again, this is me going into reading edit mode. We get this heroic sort of challenge. It was great. I mean, it was great television to kind of see that. You know, even Jeff Probst applauding it. It was fantastic. But yeah. is this kind of a add this to her winner's edit resume? Like, is this going to be the romantic story fourth time around? Three fields finally win Survivor. I don't know. Um, I would really love to see that. I think everyone would. Um, I think this would be the thing. It's kind of like, no disrespect to Boston Rob, because I feel you're either a Boston Rob fan or you're not. A lot of people were very like, I oh, am. he really I'm a won. Fan. <laughs> but let me say, you would have loved the win, but a lot of people were very much like, oh, really? And it was a different season. Let's be honest. It was completely different. You can't really compare them. Whereas I feel if Sari won, everybody would be happy. I don't think there'd be one person disappointed with a Sari win. No. Oh, man, I love Sari. I love, and I think that moment that we saw with her at the challenge, like that was really beautiful um, and authentic and candid. And I, I so love that. I, you know, I think they're the moments that you watch and you feel like a player, yeah, more so than a fan. Yeah, moments like that where you get, I think, where you capture emotion. That's where you feel like a player because you, I think, you kind of have this innate ability once you've played to be able to empathize with emotion and what people might be going like just the challenge the personal challenge the personal growth um you know whatever it is like there's been some really big moments in this season um you know a few episodes ago obviously there was some big big stuff going on and i particularly i remember aubrey talking about how survivor it affected her life on the real world and people had said oh you're just different things like that like those kinds of moments and moments like this with Sari and how she's like I need to set an example for my kids on the way, you know, on the outside about never giving up. And I think, yeah, like the thought process, it resonates with you. Like the fact that it's hard and it's challenging and you're growing and you're trying to make sure you're true to yourself and you're trying to remember why you're here and what you're playing for. Like all of that is um, something that, um, yeah, you definitely go into player mode with those moments. And it's definitely how, I guess, 34 seasons into this show, you know, we've been on air now for 17 years and it's kind of how it can still do that. And I mean, again, kind of as you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, that something like that can make, you know, international headlines. It's kind of, it's it's rare that a show has that pulling power. So um, it's definitely, it's definitely something to kind of watch that. And um, yeah, it was, it was great TV. It really was great TV to see that with Sari and um you know, it, it would be a romantic idea to think of her winning this game. And I look, if if somebody said to me right now, Ben, anyone you can choose right now, who would you want to win it? Hard, you know, really love to say like Troy Zanna or Brad just because I'm fans of them. But I think you're yeah. kind of hard-pressed not to say Sari just because of her yeah. overall journey on this game and mm-hmm. her fourth time on it and just, yeah, it would just be such a great yeah, story. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Sari, yeah, big, big fan. Love, love her. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just kind of quickly, we'll touch on a couple of the other players here as well that we sort of haven't really mentioned. I mean, Zeke is, I mean, Zeke's there. <laughs> that sounds a bit mean, Zeke's there. But Zeke, Zeke's been playing a pretty strong game, I feel. We didn't really get much of him this week. I mean, he was kind of, I think, the most invisible we've seen him all season. But what's your take on how Zeke's been playing this game so far? Love Zeke, big Zeke fan. Um, I think he's been playing really strong. I just, I didn't, uh, and I, 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 I just didn't know about the the real kind of trying to get the army against Andrea. It felt really too soon and premature, and I don't really know where that came from. Mm. I don't understand that decision. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. I would, it would be very interesting to get some perspective and insight from Zeke on that. I, I would like that too because publicly. it's – I mean, I don't know if that, again, would come down to the edit, wouldn't it, really? Because it's kind of – it's one of these things. We just didn't get the why. Yeah. Because, like, it doesn't – it just seemed to be against his own interests. But I, I could be wrong. I just – like, again, just watching passively, I'm like, oh, that seems a bit early because they were supposed to be in an alliance and there's still a lot of people left. And then all of a sudden, even if she is gone – you're, up, you're still up against a seeming power alliance on the wrong side of the numbers, though. So I don't, I don't know. I just didn't really get that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same with you there because it's even, even with someone like Andrea, kind of looking at her game, it's sort of she's had a very up and down edit, so it's kind of hard to read really where she's at in terms of overall. And like you know, we can sort of see her mm. positioning, but it seems all we kind of get from Andrea is just more so about her arguing for certain points in terms of alliances rather than any overall strategy if you know what i'm trying to say there it's kind of and yeah and it's not necessarily her fault in terms of what we're seeing of course she can't control that but andrew's always been a player like that i feel in survivor that you there's more to her than we ever get shown and it's i'm i I like andrea i have nothing against andrea i think she's a great Mm. person and she's i think one of these players who similar to what I was saying, I guess, on Sierra, that, like, if we get her on a season and she finally gets to show what she's capable of, and I just don't know if we're getting that on a third time around, which is it's disappointing that we're not seeing that. I wonder if it's just getting lost, though, because, like, there's so many big players and there's so much going on and there's action going on everywhere. Like, it could be that we're not... I think that's what I mean. Like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough from everyone to kind of know where alliances stand or where they do or where they don't. And, like, it's kind of... It's, it's, a little bit hard to keep track if you're watching yeah. kind of more passively because there has been so much going on. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like um, Andrea was in like a more precarious state a little bit earlier on, especially when we had that confessional from Troy's end where Troy's end was like um, had a bit of an issue with her or something happened. Like he sort of said, oh, I don't even know, but it was just he found the idol around that time as well and he made a comment about Andrea. Um so that made me feel like maybe she was in trouble at that point. But otherwise, I hadn't really thought of it until recently, um, as in her being in trouble. I don't know. I It's hard to see. I think I, we just, as you say, we see a little bit of an up and down game from her. But I, I really like Andrea. Same, I'm, yeah. She was- I'd like to see Andrea go a bit further. I mean, she's, she's doing well. I think she's um, she's got the chops to do some good stuff. And, like, you know... She made the right call. Like, her and Zeke came together. They may, like, not be seeing things the same way, but, like, they came together anyway. Like, sometimes you work with people you don't want to. Like, 
that shows strategic prowess in itself. Yeah, completely agree. And it's, it's interesting you just mentioned there with Troy's end and the idol, and you, you mentioned before about Ty with his two idols. It's kind of, it's weird, isn't it, that we've kind of gone a quite a long period now without any form of idol play or threat of idol play, isn't it? It's kind of, it's on the back burner. Mm. It's weird for Survivor at this point of time, isn't it? There's got to be some big action coming up. We've got Sierra's advantage, Sarah's advantage, Ty's two idols, and Troy's end's idol. There's a lot of advantages and idols and stuff that might come out. So I, it's going to be very exciting. You feel there's going to be one tribal council where you're just going to be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Surely, because everyone's going to think they're calling it at just the right time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The, um, it's just... But the, I was going to say about Andrew as well, even the fact that you've got other players out there going, she's the biggest threat, she's a strategic threat, she's a social threat, she's a physical threat. Like, there's got to be stuff we're not seeing because that's, that's what the players are seeing. Yeah, and that's the thing I've always uh, that's just kind of I she think, must be doing well because they wouldn't be seeing that if she wasn't exactly and, and this is I just think Andrew in general in, in all the games on Survivor because I think this is just a trend with her and it, it just maybe she's just always on seasons where as you were saying before she's kind of around bigger players that it takes away from her game because it's weird how people would question why Andrea was back and it's like well I don't think she's necessarily a question mark she's a entertaining she's a good player and she deserves to have another shot at it and she's super hot oh absolutely she and you know and, and outside let's out of all these people in this season probably the most successful person in terms of what she's doing in a real life you know for working for entertainment weekly interviewing fucking the big name celebrities i mean she's got a career set for her right now but she's just um i really would like to see andrea on a season where she can just flourish i feel she I mean, look, this could be the season. Maybe we're underselling it. She could be the winner, and we could look back in a couple of weeks and be like, hey, well, finally. But I just, I really feel Andrea is a player that can win Survivor, and we I just agree. haven't she can win. had that opportunity to really see her. And I hope that she's not going to be a three time player who's just a nearly player. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's weird. I've just said, I want Sarita to win. Now I want, you know, Andrea to win. <laughs> Troy's and Brad. Mm. <laughs> You don't know what you want. Ty, I'd like to see Ty win as well. Yeah. I'd be happy. See, I'd really be happy with a lot of these people. Aubrey, I think we've not seen much of. She's been quiet. Well, that was my, my next thing I was quickly going to raise because I think out of all these players, the most surprising one in terms of you can be surprised at how mm. I think good Brad is going compared to his first time around. On the flip side, and again, I don't think this is Aubrey's fault. I think, again, it's just her game compared to others is just not as as showy and like we saw so much of her on what co wrong um when people still argue she should have won it instead of michelle but it's kind of it's interesting now how we're just not seeing her yeah yeah and you can never argue with like who won whoever won should have won that's how it is Mm -hmm. like that's what i think like you know it's not no it's no one's place to say anyone else should have won if the person got the votes they got the votes um so that said, I am a huge Aubrey fan, and I, yeah, we, I think as the audience would have expected that she won based on the edit we got. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, uh, I guess, kind of comparing that sort of, yeah, to her season, it's just, it's kind of interesting now that really we're just not getting anything from her. And again, I think that's her edit. It's not necessarily her, it's just we're not seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's been some things too, like, you know, she's been on the wrong side of a couple of votes. Um, But her name hasn't really been coming up much either. So, you know, maybe, you know, 
it'll it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. We don't see a lot of confessionals either. There's not a lot of edit going on. Yeah, and it's, it's, maybe she's just not in the thick of the action, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And given on this season, kind of as we've been saying about how many big yeah. name players there are, maybe they're all just going to yeah. take themselves out, and then you know, lo and behold, here's Aubrey. You know, hey, I'm still here, <laughs> and that could kind of work yeah. for her. So exactly so we don't i wouldn't write her off but i yeah it could be that she's just not where the action is i think the only one we really haven't mentioned is is michaela i mean michaela is just amazing i love uh, it seems to be a trend now doesn't it tribal council she pulls out is that that popcorn she's got what is she eating every time at where does she get the popcorn i don't know it just seems to be this thing it's like hey i've got food let's do it and it's it's great to watch but where what is it what is she eating (laughs) I really want to know what she's eating. And if it is popcorn, where the bloody hell is she getting it from? Because that's <laughs> awesome. Um, she's hilarious. She's great. She's fantastic. Yeah. I don't think that she can win. She cannot win. Um, I I'm, I would gladly be proved wrong. Imagine she does win now. <laughs> but it just it's just like what the narrative we get from the other players is that they don't really like her attitude. So I think she'd have to really win them over if she did get to the end. All that said, she'd be the perfect person to go to the end with if people really do feel that way. And what was... I loved her line. I think it was the last line we got just before they voted. And she was talking about whoever gets voted out. And she was like, and I'm going to be sitting here going, boo-hoo, fool. Like, it was just the way she said it was awesome. I can't... I'm not even going to attempt to impersonate her. But um, it was just the way she delivered the line. It's like, I'm going to be sitting here going, boo-hoo, fool. Like, it was awesome. Like, oh, I love So much sass. Yeah, me too. She's fantastic. She's um, great. Yeah, big fan. Um, love her. Love watching her. She's super entertaining. Like, I don't, I don't actually rate the game she's playing all that highly, to be honest, from a strategic perspective. Um, but she's fantastic. The thing so. that I loved loved about her this season, though, it's kind of when people were questioning game changes and like, you know, the first few episodes, and they're like, "Oh, we're game changers." You know, we did this, we did that. Even Michaela was like, one episode, she's like. I'm here because I never give up. The next episode, she's like, I'm here because I like, she didn't even know why she was there, but who cares because she's Michaela and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, she's good. I'm a big fan. Yeah, we'll see how big it goes. Fan. And if she gets a final tribal council, you know there's going to be fireworks, <laughs> whether she win, loses, or sort of, you know. I just, yeah, I can't. Votes. That's the problem for her. Like, I think her jury management, people management situation, <laughs> like, she's so reactionary that it's not conducive to good gameplay because it people don't like it yeah. so, and she's always, like, name's always there a, and i swear they deliberately it's not about how you feel yeah it's not it's never about how you feel it's about how others feel and about how others feel about you and what you're doing and you're at it like it doesn't you know i found like when yeah i don't know it just you can't make it about yourself. It's got to be about what other people are seeing and believing and perceiving. And you can influence that. But if you're influencing that in the wrong way, then um, that's not going to be ideal. And it's it's <laughs> always, yeah. her name's always that one, isn't it? When they're like, oh, we've got to make somebody believe that they're going home. It's always Michaela. I feel they're always just <laughs> waiting for her that. to crack because they know generally what she's going to be like. But she's got the popcorn. She's ready to just watch. Yeah, she's great. Whether it's, I don't know what it is, popcorn or whatever on earth it is. Um, We've got some listener questions, which I feel we need to get to here. Um, We got a few sent in, and 
I always uh, like to sort of preempt these by saying to anybody who's listening and you want to get these questions in, you can follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, see who our guest is, and you can always send them in, email it in the Oz Network at hotmail.com or just social media us. And a uh, big thank you to you, Phoebe, for retweeting this out. You, you, I think you said you discovered how to retweet. So um, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I've got like three Twitter followers, so that's fantastic. <laughs> well, I think all three of them send us in listener questions, so that's a good Oh, thanks, guys. That's really sweet. <laughs> uh, can you hear my voice? I'm getting tired. I was, like, no, I was kind of, I'm actually like, looking at uh, you right now thinking like, wow, are you going to fall asleep on me? I've got to really perk this maybe. up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really long day at work, so I'm like pretty tired right We're now. We're keeping this entertaining, people. We're going to keep... I'm really worried. I'm going to re-listen to this tomorrow and I'm going to be cringing at myself <laughs> the whole time being like, like what is ben, wrong with you? Why did you keep that in there? I thought you'd know to edit <laughs> out, you fucking idiot. Um, Lee. <laughs> Leah P. <laughs> Leah P. says, I hope you answer this. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. She says, I hope you answer this Hi, question Leah. on the podcast, Ben, with Phoebe. Well, funnily enough, I'm about to do that. Um, she says, is there a jury curse? Haley, Ozzy, and Debbie have all been voted off exactly in the same position they did previously on the jury. If this trend <gasps> continues, we can expect history to repeat itself and Zeke and Andrea going home soon in the same jury spots Last time with Sari and Sierra making it so close but coming up short and getting the last jury positions from last play. That that's a very oh interesting God. point there, Leah. Well yeah, very interesting and amazing observation. I can only say that I really bloody hope not. <laughs> uh, I I so hope not. Um that's my answer. Okay. Good. Is there a jury curse? I mean, apparently, so far. Wow. By, by if if those things are true, um, and you know, it doesn't seem like implausible that Zeke and Andrea would be out next. Like they, I mean, Sarah could easily just switch back. If they go in the next two weeks, then Leah, you are onto something here, or you just know spoilers. I hope it's um, a case of you <laughs> are onto something. Um, not the latter. I there. feel like I get spoiled on every like this week. I said to you Ben earlier, I was like so excited that i could watch survivor unspoiled this week because i didn't really touch my phone or social media today so that was really really exciting for me because i've been spoiled pretty much you were preparing for the best podcast you could ever be on so leah you better not have ruined this for me yeah god damn you leah we liked you five <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, no, we still like you, Leah. I still like you, Leah. We I like still you, like Leah. you. Uh, now, this one's from Matt. Uh, no last name, but Matt's Matt. He's like Madonna. He just needs one name. Um, it says, <laughs> is Cerise edit this season about her conquering her fears, a foreshadowing of Cerise possibly going on to win her first immunity challenge later this season, especially after this last episode with her struggles in the reward challenge? So I guess... That question is, yeah, is this? Do you feel this is about Sari conquering her fears? Um, I wouldn't say it's conquering fears. I think it was. I think it was more about like relying and developing that self belief, which isn't. It's not. That's not a fear. You know, it's more like believing in yourself that you can do something and I think that it's I don't know if it's maybe it's foreshadowing I hope so I'd love to see Siri win um, immunity but I also wonder if it's actually you know instead of foreshadowing but you know actually you know um, reminiscent of the first time she played Survivor Mm -hmm. Um, so and and maybe it's symbolic from a historical perspective in that 
once upon a time she believed in herself and she got up and she did this and she was amazing and she is renowned for being this this woman who 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 literally just stood up and had a go and did really well and I wonder if that is just like a really good embodiment of her character and who she is in that she will keep going and she will have a go and she'll step up and she'll do it so I saw it more as reminiscent and symbolic about that kind of um, self-belief that, that she has and why she's a good example to, to really just try and you might surprise yourself um, more so than foreshadowing. But if it is foreshadowing, then that would be even better. And this is, again, of course... And maybe it's both. Well, it could be. And the woman who, of course, famously was afraid of leaves in her very first episode of Survivor. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, who is yeah. afraid of leaves? I mean, I am. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, thanks. I was absolutely afraid of the jungle. It's bloody scary out there. Well, that, that's I'm my thing. You. That's my thing, Phoebe. And I've said this so many times. I fucking hate spiders. So, I'm going to be oh, shitting myself no. out there. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I, you don't understand. I'm the world's biggest arachnophobe. When I told my family I was going to survive it, they were like, Phoebe, like, you can't go. You will have panic attacks every time. There are going to be spiders out there. And honestly, something in me just, I don't know what, I don't know. Did you see them, though, or did you, like, feel them on you, or? No, I saw them, and honestly, like, I, I just, I know it sounds really strange, but I just turned off. Wow. Like, I turned off. My emotions turned off. I did not struggle or feel emotional out there. I, I, I just turned off. I can't explain it. It took a while for me to turn back on after the game too. But they, they didn't scare me. And now I'm like, again, in the real world and they severely... Well, I was about to say, so if there was a huntsman behind you right now, you'd be like shitting yourself. I would like literally have a panic attack and not be able to breathe. Well, I don't turn around because there's something cause on the wall behind you there. I will, I will kill you. <laughs> don't, even, don't even say that. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> now she's got to hang up on me. We said before. I'm not happy. I am not happy about that. Thanks. I seriously, I had a car accident once because there was a spider in my car. I, I, every time I get in the car, I pull down the shades because you know those, those insurance ads I used to have when that happened? Like, I, I'm forever mortified by those commercials. So I do that every time I get in the car. Oh. Oh, the, the, do they know that they've traumatised people? And this is the thing. Americans, if you're listening, like, you can joke all you like about, oh, everything in Australia kills you. Like, it fucking does. Because if there's a spider in your car, you will die. <laughs> you will does. crash it because they're terrifying. The spider itself won't kill you, but looking at it will because you're that scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And do you know what is the most devastating part about all of this is that my arachnophobia developed in my early adulthood. Any psychologists out there listening, please feel, fear, feel free to psychoanalyze me. And I don't really know where it came from. And the thing is, I now can no longer watch Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets ah, because yes. there's, yeah, because Aragog's scary mofo. Like yep. I can't watch it. And there's even all the I can't even I can't watch it. And I loved it. And you know the the sad thing is that I feel actually really bad it's about it. Literally that. ruined a whole Harry Potter film for well, me. Well, that Huntsman joke it's I fucked. made because as soon as somebody makes that joke, even uh, I've made the joke. I'm literally looking up at the ceiling right now, oh, thinking yeah. there's going to be one above me at any point. And this is the thing, people who have no idea what I'm talking about, Google Huntsman. And this is you know no, what, don't. you know what absolutely don't annoying. Do it. And is this a thing with you too? Like on Facebook, do you have those friends who are like, oh my god, check out the size of this Huntsman that was on my wall? And I'm like, why oh. would you do that? I don't want I to see it. I know. Oh, my God. I, I do. And I, they're dead to me. And yeah. also, I occasionally, I saw one, oh, something like on another platform not long ago on Instagram where it was like a joke kind of post sort of thing. And I was just like, I think I actually unfollowed the person. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm the Without same. looking at the screen, I kind yep. of like blurrily like squinted my eyes so that I wouldn't have to see the photo anymore, but I could find back my way to navigate to unfollow them. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Okay. Don't right. do that. Right now. Do anything to me, but not, don't fucking do that. We're not talking about spiders. We'll talk about Harry Potter in a minute to make you happy. Lad <laughs> <laughs> Undercover on Twitter, Lad Undercover 22, uh, often sends in questions. We rip shit into him last week because he sent in a question and he answered it himself. But this time, he sent in a question without answering it. Good job, Lad Undercover. <laughs> he says, it's all around three this week. Uh, did the game gods reward... Her for helping Sari. Did the game gods? Who is this around? Oh, this is around Sarah. Here we go. Did the game gods reward Sarah for helping Sari or punish Michaela for not helping her? In depth. Sorry, I'm pausing because I'm processing the question. Game gods. (laughs) (laughs) So there's these things called game gods, apparently. Thanks, Lad Undercover. Where were they my season? <laughs> They're in Fiji. That's what, a little bit away from Samoa. <laughs> Great. Not helpful, Game Gods. Um, I don't know, like, if it really hurt Michaela because I think people expected that from her. So I don't necessarily think it was, de- like, detrimental for her. Like, it's, they, I think they probably would have been more surprised if she was really happy and cheery and totally okay with it, that probably would have been more surprising to everyone. So I don't think it would have really mattered. People would just would expect it now. And I think the bad thing is is that it would get talked about at camp. People would be like, did you see a reaction? You know, with people talk, you've got nothing to do out there. So, like, but it doesn't sound like it would be a departure from the way that they ordinarily talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how that would really have an impact. Um, and in terms of Sarah helping her, um, I mean, Sarah is a competitor, so I think it makes sense that she would go and help her. Again, I don't know. I don't know if it really... What do you think, Ben? What do you, like... Um, yeah. I don't know if it really has an impact. I don't think it does. I don't know. I mean, I'm an atheist, so anything with the word God in it, I generally just uh, phase out <laughs> anyway, so... Um, <laughs> uh, if, if the game gods are Jeff Propes, then sure. Uh, <laughs> Sure. Do you know what? We could have actually done with him answering that question, mm. after all. Well, look, this is the thing. we don't know. I'm going to be brutally honest here. Let Undercover 22, this is the second week in a row you've sent in a shit question, my friends. Third time lucky next week. <laughs> I expect better from you. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a tweet tomorrow. Love he's it. going off at me. Uh, no, he's a good friend. I like Let Undercover. He'll, he'll, he'll laugh at that, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> now, to, uh, Ruben Johnson says, and we, I can't, we've sort of touched on this, I feel, but... Um, he says, who would you like to play with from the cast of Game Changers? I guess you've touched on your favourites, but, I mean, who would you actually like to play with? Oh, I'd be so scared to play against some of my favourites. <laughs> um, Ch- what a great question. That's I how you do it, Lad Undercover 22. Look at Ruben's example. A great question. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him, Lad Undercover 22. Um, uh, who would I like to play with? Look, Besides Malcolm, all clearly. Of them. <laughs> all of them. Oh, my God. Can, I, don't, I would love to play with Malcolm and not necessarily on Survivor. Um. It is uh, 11.46 now. We are going into that territory. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got empty glasses by my bedside table. Empty bottles, I think you mean. <laughs> no, no, just glasses. I never said how big the glasses were, though. Exactly. Um, yeah, um, let's see. Malcolm, yes. 
correct. Um, <laughs> you're, just, you're just literally right now fading into this. You're like, fuck, Malcolm, that would be nice. <laughs> all I'm thinking about is Malcolm right now. <laughs> Aren't we all? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, Sandra, God, you've got to play with Sandra, don't you? Yeah. I, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love – I have to say Sandra. Um, who else? I want to say Tony, but also, no, I don't. I think I just want to admire Tony. I don't want to play with him. <laughs> you just want to make llama sounds with Tony and go in his spy shack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and what about who's left? Who I don't want to play with? Suri, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'd actually say Andrea. I think I'd like to play with Andrea. Okay. That would work. I like her. Yeah, I quite like her. Um, then there's players that I think I don't trust, so I don't want to play with them. Okay. who Can you name one or two of those? Or Like, Tony's a good one I don't trust. <laughs> Ty, I don't trust him. Um, I think he's... I mean, I'm a huge fan, so it's really a compliment that I say I don't want to play with him. Mm. Um, um, Debbie, I wouldn't want to play with. I feel like that would be too much... Um, who else would I not want to play with? They're probably the main ones. I'd love to play with Aussie as well. Is is that in terms of Survivor here, Phoebe, or what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> she's not answering. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Malcolm and Aussie are involved in some weird fantasy right now. Uh, <laughs> It's late. Yeah, <laughs> it is. She's really wanting to go to bed all of a sudden. I actually love Aussie. I, Christy, and, Christy and I were watching um, Survivor together last week, and we were both gutted, and we both um, agreed that Aussie was just, yeah. <laughs> yep. I won't actually say what we talked about, but anyway. <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel I'm, like you need yeah, to so all of a sudden. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, Aussie. Yep. We'll go with Aussie. We, we did actually used to ask a question to all our, our guests on Survivor Oz, and one of the five questions was, um, who do you is the sexiest ever contestant of all time? So is that is that the Aussie answer there? or? Oh, God, I don't know. That's so tricky. But, I mean, look, you got again, remember, think about this. Malcolm likes Harry it's Potter. It's probably Hayley. Hayley is so hot. Hayley's ridiculous. Okay. I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I, I'm now. I'm the one thinking of different things. I'm gonna just move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah, Haley's ridiculous. Uh, thanks, Ruben. Um, you got us talking about things there. Now, last one here. Uh, I, I sort of preempted on you on this question, Jimmy Kernelian, our good friend Jimmy. Hello, Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. We Hello. love you, Jimmy. You're gonna be hanging out with Phoebe soon over in Hearts of Reality because one of the the first parts of the question he asks, he's got a two part question. First part says. Who are you looking forward to meeting at Hearts of Reality? And, of course, just for people at home who are maybe coming to us from Survivor Oz, you'll know about Hearts of Reality. If you're new to the world of Survivor, Hearts of Reality, of course, is pretty much the biggest charity event every year held in Florida in August. And uh, the, the who's who of Survivor goes there and other reality shows. And the who's who is literally going because Phoebe will be going to <laughs> Hearts of Reality. And Flick, too, I believe, is going as well. Yeah, Flick's coming too. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting because... Um, obviously amazing that we get to support such a fantastic cause, but also it'll be very fun to meet, um, you know, a bunch of my favorite survivors. I feel like if there's one cool thing for me that's come out of Survivor, it's that I get to participate in this amazing community, talk to lots of people and fans about Survivor, and I love that. 
on on a low key level, like of like I said, I still want to enjoy Survivor without. I don't want to know facts and statistics. I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> and also, how bloody cool that I get to meet some actual Survivors that have played an American Survivor, including Sandra's going Boston Rob. No, Tony is not on the <gasps> list, but um, you get to meet Kim Spradlin. You have no idea how jealous I am of that. Oh, I'm like. I went, went, we were looking up, so for the people listening, we looked up who was going because I hadn't even looked at it and no, I haven't planned it and I have no idea when I'm going or I haven't, I'm not organized. You guys. basically got to okay, find yourself in Florida at some point this year and hopefully it's at the I'll same time. I'll get there, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty non-stressed. I'm not a big planner when it comes to traveling. I just kind of go do it. So I'll work it out when I get there. But anyway, um, yeah, so when we looked up the list, I was just like, well, you saw Ben. I was getting really excited. You were. You think she's excited thinking about Aussie and, and Malcolm. You should have seen her when she was, like, seeing this list. I mean, God, I've, I've seen her very excited tonight, you know, again, at the prospect of that. Clearly when we all got naked and now this <laughs> as well. so much innuendo. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I saw Boston Rob was going and Sandra and I'm like, uh, Kim Spradlin, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, like, one of those – I'm going to be one of – I'm going to be real fangirl mode. It's going to be weird. You're allowed to be. Like, real- You're allowed to be. Keep the weirdness like under wraps. <laughs> Again, Let's try and keep it down. As we said before, Phoebe, yeah. just get naked. That's the Australian way. Simple, you know. Do you think so? Yep. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm sure Sandra would appreciate it. She'd be like, "Girl, why not?" You know. Yeah, I think she'd be into it. I think she would be. I, I don't see anything <laughs> why she wouldn't be. I mean, you know, she's a two-time winner of Survivor. She's she knows how to work the people, and that just she's yeah, she's open-minded. We'll give her that, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, probably more so than you would expect. So <laughs> I think she'd be very honest with me with what she thought about it. Yeah, I reckon she would be. I reckon that would be the if there was the one thing, thing I could count on. It would be her, yeah, her honesty, maybe. Yeah, like directness rather than maybe not honesty. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, Jimmy also asks. <laughs> this is this is the one that I think you are and Jimmy. I can't wait to hang out with you at Hearts of Reality too. Yeah, I'm jealous too. Not only you get to meet Kim Sprout and you get to hang out, hang out with Jimmy in America. It's something I haven't even done. Uh, but I've this, hung out with Jimmy in Sydney as well. Yeah, Jimmy and I recently went to a Socceroos game. We went and watched Socceroos against the United Arab Emirates a few weeks ago, and he took me. Awesome. I can't remember the name of the place in Sydney. He took me, and we got some fish and chips, and we enjoyed a lovely view of the city from that area which he's probably screaming at the speakers right now going ben you know the name of it i told you like a hundred times but anyway uh but this this is the most exciting part of the interview for you if there was a harry potter movie based on survivor contestants who would play the roles of harry ron and hermione are we talking about American Survivor or Australian Survivor? Look, you can mix and match you can throw in israeli survivor if you know the contestants for all i know <laughs> I don't. Okay, damn. Um, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> She's lost it. She has. <laughs> I'm so tired, but I just had a thought, and I'm like, I don't know. I just say it. Say it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if I agree with my assessment. I'm trying to think. You take this very seriously. I like that. It's Harry Potter and Survivor, two of my great loves in life. Like, I need to take this seriously. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, no, that's not quite right. I was actually going to say Adam for Harry because, okay. but then I've changed my mind because he's very, like, focused on the rules. He's very, like, a rule book 
play play by the rules kind of person. Like when Nick and I were cheating in cards, he got really upset about that. <laughs> um, whereas I think Harry actually is willing to bend the rules. Okay. But I just meant like from being like, you know, loyal and all that sort of stuff. So I guess Harry's like a brave, loyal person. So I feel like we need to pick someone who's brave and loyal to fit his personality. Okay. Who do you think fits that? Oh, that is a good question. Brave and loyal, I automatically... And this is not my answer. Believe me, this is not my answer. I'm just thinking the words brave and loyal. I think Rupert, but Rupert is not Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter does not go, who the hell voted for me? Um, so it's not Rupert, but... Um, is it Lee Castletine? That's a good one. Yes. And let's be honest, I don't know. Harry Potter can get a bit sexy. So, you know, why not, Lee? <laughs> I loved Harry when I was a teenager. Harry was like I liked Hermione. Uh, come on. Also Legolas. Wow. So you're an Orlando Bloomophile. Is that the right way to put it? <laughs> or just Legolas a character? <laughs> I mean, I had posters of Legolas okay. in my room. Right. One of my and friends is plan. very much into Orlando <laughs> Bloom and it's kind of... Um, I, I'm kind of dead to him but anyway not that Orlando and I are friends or anything that's a weird thing to say um (laughs) brave and loyal brave and loyal see I think kind of when you think Harry Potter you would automatically just on appearances think Cochrane but you know Cochrane I wouldn't put in the brave and loyal category no No disrespect to Cochrane (laughs) no he's not Harry no I want to analyse and assess this properly maybe I should have asked this first we could have taken two hours on this and just in five minutes on Survivor (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I agree. How about Hermione? Hermione. Um, what about um, Aubrey? Yeah, Aubrey's got a bit of. She's got a bit of that sort of sass. And what? And I think, I think, kind of, really, with this, I think we we need to combine people for this because there isn't really standouts, is there? So you might need to be able to take elements of people and be like, let's add a bit of Aubrey. Let's add a bit of. Yes. You know. Yep. I agree with this. Who else are we adding into the Hermione mix? She's got a bit of sass. I'm actually currently looking up a list because my brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I can't think of a single player. I don't even know anyone's name that's ever played Survivor anymore because I'm tired. Survivor, so what's that? See. I've heard of that. Is that still Never on? Never heard of it. Never heard of it before. <laughs> Who else has played contestants? There's about 500 of them. Uh- <laughs> well, there's got to be one that's Hermione. Surely. Shall we cheat and Google who would be Hermione on Survivor? Eliza. Eliza. Hey, has a bit actually, of that's a good one. She's got kind of those those real like stand up values. She's strong. Yeah. She's yeah. loyal. Oh, is she loyal? Well, Hermione's not. Well, no, but we've thrown in some Aubrey. True. It's kind of what's well, a spell. It's Harry Potter. There's like you know spells involved. Yeah, she's a mix. So a yeah, mix. a bit of Eliza, a bit of Aubrey. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of kind of the, I'm just trying to think of any players who might, re- Haley's got a slight tinge of, you know. Yep, the hair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I think we've got it. We've nailed it. So we've got a Haley Eliza, Aubrey combination for Hermione. Love it. Okay. So we're going back to then, I guess going back to Harry, you could have the Harry, brave yes. and the loyalty of Rupert. Oh, Mike Holloway. Okay. Who's that for Harry? Just kind of. Yeah, like he stood up for his friends and he stood up for Shireen. True. And, you know, he wanted to, like, and then he went on this, like, 
fluke of a win in the challenges and ended up winning. Like, that's so Harry. That's true. That's true. Mike is Harry. Mike. So just Mike purely. Just pure and simple Mike. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. I think you've nailed it. I think I have too. So can we just, like, draw, a, like, a, a, a yep. thing on his forehead and go from there? Yep. Yep. So uh, so so who's Harry? Uh, not Harry, uh, Ron. We've just done Harry. Ben, God, I'm the one getting tired now. Ron. Ron gets a bit jealous of his friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's still lovable and really sweet. And he loves Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, Gee. Who's, I'm, I'm just shaky. thinking of red-headed survivor play. <laughs> no, he doesn't Don't have to go the ranger route, Ben. Come on. Character traits. Character traits. Character traits. Character traits. What mm. about Rodney? Yeah, Rodney's got that, that, you know, and I could I could see Ron getting pissed off that people sort of, you know, on his birthday, they don't necessarily go about <laughs> it. Um, That's what I think. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, Rodney, Rodney and Ron, and it's, they sound similar too, Rodney, Ron, uh, Rodney Weasley. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're better at this than you're giving yourself credit for in terms of coming this off the cusp. You're, you're doing well. I'm just trying to think of traits. And then try and liken that to a character. I think we've got to add a bit more though to Ron because, like Rodney, like yeah, he doesn't no, it's necessarily just, that's just have one that part sort of, his of personality. I mean, he's what a, kind of a bit like uh, aloof's not the right word. He's kind of aw- awkward. Is that kind of the yeah? Word? He's a bit of a no, it's like a bit of a loose cannon and stuff, you know. But Ron can be too. I think. I mean, Cochrane's got that uh, awkwardness about him. I was about him. to. Yeah, I think we throw a bit of Cochrane in. And he's got the red hair, so... <laughs> yeah, which we need. We do need. It is Ron. Mm-hmm. Um, do we give him anything else? It's like... Just trying to think. Who hmm. else is like... This is... This is a, this is this should be a question on every interview. We need to get movie characters. A bit of Keith, Keith Nail. Keith Nail. Look, any anything with Keith Nail in it is a good answer. So... <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I think we just chuck him in there for yeah, good measure. just because he's Keith... And everyone, I mean, everyone loves Ron, so I guess everyone loves Keith. You're right. There it is. There you go. That's your element. Yep. So. There you go. Nailed it. Done. Jimmy, you've done well with that. Um, I expect next totally. week somebody, uh, is Nick a Survivor fan? A uh, uh, Survivor, stupid question. A Star Wars fan is what I was trying to say. I want somebody to send that in in a Star Wars based question. I'll be into that. I'll do it. Okay, do it. I expect that. I won't care for the answer because I've never seen Star Wars and oh, I know that's... are you on this show? Go away. Okay, that was great. That was Phoebe, everybody. She was, uh, she was on. Later. <laughs> Bye. Bye, gonna. We're going to... Actually, seriously, in all seriousness, we're not just getting rid of you right now because of uh, that. We're actually going to try something here. Um, so, basically, what we do on our other episodes outside of Survivor is we have a rating system per the movie, per the episode, where we essentially ask you, in terms of the episode you've just watched... Would you buy it, rent it, or bin it? So do you love it? Is it in the middle? Or is it shit? You want to get rid of it. So, Phoebe, you're our guinea pig for Survivor right now. This episode that we've just watched, not this podcast episode, because clearly you would buy this podcast episode. The episode of Survivor, are you going to buy it, bin it, or rent it? I'm going to buy it. Okay. And why would that be? Because... A, how good has this podcast been? So, <laughs> obviously, it must have been an amazing episode. Yes. Um, I 
it's Survivor, so you should just buy every episode of Survivor. <laughs> we need the franchise to continue. We need it to be successful. We want everyone to contribute and make sure the show is continuing to be perceived as successful so that they keep making it. And also, I actually thought it was a really good episode. It had a bit of everything. We had the um, emotional stuff with Sari. We had some really good strategy. We had a flip. We had a blind side. We had some good challenges. Like, we had someone winning an, an advantage. Like, there was a lot going on. Good we kind of got a bit of everything. Okay. Yeah, so I would, I would say that's a pretty top-quality episode. And also, I think particularly for me in this season where I'm being spoiled on every episode, I got to enjoy it. Um, blind, so that was really nice. A positive. It took you up there yeah. a notch. You know, I mm-hmm. was I was swaying towards the rent it, just because. I mean, I didn't dislike this episode. I didn't overly love it, but you might have. Mm-hmm. I think kind of the, the emotional aspect of the three thing, which I kind of think we've undersold a little bit, but I think that really worked. And the fact that I mean, that was a pretty big blindside in terms of how that went down. So yeah, um, you might have swayed me. And again, this podcast has just made it awesome. So. Um, uh, look, I'll go with buy it as well. You was harks right back to the very beginning of this episode where you said you like to be in control, you like to be in the driver's seat, and you've just turned me. Yeah, you've you've swayed me. That's how that's how your powers there, Phoebe. You've done well. Oh look, I mean, it was effortless. <laughs> what can I say? Be very persuasive when I want to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you don't, mm-hmm. you just I guess are by mistake or by accident. It just happens. Accidentally, yeah. yeah it's just yeah. a thing. It's happens. Well, Phoebe, I have to say this has been a lot of fun. I mean, this uh, I just want to point out Thanks. that this has been a lot longer night than I ever gave it credit for. I thought oh, I'll get Phoebe on. She'll have a nice hour, a little chat. It will be fun. And here we are at five past twelve, uh, having. So I know <laughs> it's my bedtime. I'm gonna be. I've got like uh oh. I just realized I'm flying to Sydney tonight because it's now Friday. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, I'm going to fly to work. Sydney in 10 minutes. Shit, Ben, thanks. No, 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 no. <laughs> i got to go to work in the morning and then I'm going to fly to Sydney. Okay, well. I got My point is I have a big day tomorrow, so I need. I should probably go to bed. You should go. I will say once again, thank you for your time. It's been a lot of fun and we appreciate it. And you know we're going to get you back on again at some point in the future. I'll tell you what. When we eventually cover Harry Potter on the Oz Network, I think you might be our go-to person to get on the show. Should we just start a separate podcast for that? Well, this is what the beauty of the Oz Network is. We cover everything and anything in terms of movies and TV shows. So we will have to cover Harry Potter one day. And then Let's it could it. spin off because it would be so well-received, the Phoebe and Ben and Harry this... Potter show. That We'll just start at, you know, PhoebeLovesHarryPotter.com. Yeah. That's the podcast. <laughs> and there's so many, like, avenues we could go with that in terms of, you know, themes and ideas and concepts. Like, we could take that so many places. There's so much to talk about. And you know what the kicker is? We get Malcolm on as our third host. You fall oh, in love. Oh, my God. And that's it. how it starts. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Phoebe, thank you so much. It's been I'm fun. And the, we... I'm, thank you so much. I've ended the podcast in love. <laughs> we found my life partner. Someone hit him up. Perfect time for Phoebe to go to bed. <laughs> Yes, and I'm going to have sweet dreams. I bet you will. Thank you so much for having me on. I've actually, I've loved it. It was such a nice, nice chat, lovely evening, and um, hope uh, if anyone is still listening at this point, <laughs> what is wrong with you, and why did you not stop listening a long time? Go listen to Rob has a podcast. It's so much better. Like it's so good. <laughs> they have the great guests. They talk about Survivor for two hours, not for ten minutes, and the rest on other shit. Like, it's... did we talk about Survivor tonight? I don't oh, what's know su- again? What is Survivor? Is that still on? I don't. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Put some clothes on, Phoebe. Come on, it's time to go to bed. 
Okay, I'm sorry. And there we go. Phoebe Timmons, such a fun time. And, um, yeah, that podcast went a variety of different directions. And uh, it's definitely a, a fun discussion to have uh, on some part Survivor. The rest, clearly, other aspects of the life of Phoebe. So, uh, we appreciate her time here on the show and uh, kind of tease, I think, a little bit there in that chat. Uh, we are looking at next week having uh, another Australian Survivor contestant on. We're, we're getting a few of them on, which is fantastic. Obviously, we've got a bit to catch up on, but uh, we look to be having Nick Iadanza on the program to chat all things about Survivor. And when it comes to uh, fans of the show from Australia, I think Nick is up there with a bullet in terms of knowing his stuff. So, uh, stay tuned for that we will confirm that throughout the week we've obviously only got a couple more weeks ago of survivor game changes but uh we're looking forward to bringing you future guests we still do have a few of those american contestants come back on to chat about survivor as well and uh excited that in a few weeks as well uh myself i will actually be heading to los angeles uh to the finale now, in terms of coverage from what we can bring you, I cannot basically tell you right now what will be happening because I myself don't even know. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you at least some form of coverage in terms of at least just giving you a vibe of how it all is and everything else in between. So we'll keep you updated and I will be venturing over to the States for a few weeks and bringing a variety of different content for you. If you're a Survivor fan, you're going to be enjoying a lot of it because I will be attending a, a charity event in Ohio called Reality for Diabetes and there will be lots of former contestants attending this and you'll be hearing from some of these contestants in the coming weeks as well sort of as a precursor for this event we're going to be doing a bit of promotion getting them on the show talking about the charity talking a little bit about Survivor and just really pumping it out there to help raise some funds for a fantastic cause so Survivor fans are well covered here on the Oz Network because we basically started from Survivor we've uh, expanded a little bit out there but we're still looking after our roots so uh, stay tuned for that if you're not a survivor fan or even if you just are a casual fan sort of but like other tv shows and movies you will be enjoying the oz network still because we've got our nip tuck coverage that we're doing we've gone back over season one plugging through that plentiful and we will continue that of course over the coming weeks and the one that i personally am most excited about of course is third watch you know how much i talk that up new episodes of that coming for you each week we also have some movie ones planned in the coming weeks as well some great films that we will be covering sadly not harry potter yet for Phoebe but we will have some of those coming your way and uh, just plenty to come we're enjoying bringing you this content interviews as well lined up that are non-survivor people so uh, look just get excited the easiest way for you to maintain that excitement level is to head to our Facebook page search for the Oz Network you will find us on there like us stay up to date you can message us you can integrate with the other fans and talk to them and just join in the conversations and everything else in between there's of course I should mention Survivor New Zealand is coming up as well really pumping the survivor goodness out but uh, you'll see that on our page twitter as well search for the oz network you'll find us on there you can tweet us if you're allowed undercover 22 we promise not to rip shit into you every week just when you send in those shit questions just kidding um but of course uh, the oz network at hotmail.com as well as our direct email address and the oz network.net is our website we do have one you can go to it if you really wish to. The easiest way to get these episodes, of course, is heading to iTunes. If you do use it, search for the Oz Network, click the subscribe button, give us some feedback, rate us between one and five. I'm going to give us about a three for this episode, maybe, so you can maybe agree or disagree with that. It's entirely up to you. If you're an Android user, Stitcher is your platform of choice. We are on Stitcher. We love Stitcher. 
I just like saying Stitcher because, as I've mentioned before on this show, apparently I say Stitcher funny. So there you go. And uh, if you don't use either, you can find our RSS feed on our Facebook page and website. And you can subscribe to us on whatever good service you do find your podcast on. It is that Simple and a special shout out to our podcast provider, our platform, our server, Wooshka. It's a great website if you are looking to start a podcast out there. Highly recommend Wooshka. It's a great one to get started. And uh, you can uh, find information by heading to wooshka.com. Need any help with that? Send us a message. We'll hook you up. My name is Ben. We're getting out of here. This has been a long episode. It's been a fun episode. And uh, our appreciation once again goes out to Phoebe and to every single one of you for listening to this episode. We thank you for your support. We realize, obviously, that uh, our sort of re-emergence out of the woodwork in terms of what we've now become outside of Survivor Oz is a bit of a change. And we realize that we're still, I guess, re-establishing ourselves out there in the community because it is a much different uh, podcasting community out there now in terms of the Survivor world than what it was when we left. But uh, we're, we're very pleased to be back and we hope that you are enjoying the content that we are providing you because we are enjoying giving it to you. And that, at the end of the day, people, is why we podcast Sort of ended on a stopping note. Thank you for tuning into the Oz Network. We will speak to you next time, wherever you are listening to my voice. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.